Hello, testing. Just testing the audio wave here. Making sure everything's working the way it's supposed to. Friend blink. How's the sound coming through? I believe we're going to go in and change some settings and put make the sound HD by the time we actually go live. No one's really in here, except for the people who are now aware of the chat room, which are very few of you. I'm just making sure that this thing is doing everything it's supposed to. I got to get used to this, guys. I got to get used to this. To be doing this for this long on what, like a weekly basis for us. I think, I think about it every time I pluck a gray hair. <laughs> I, I just keep seeing him every week, just in a ring, ready to tap a mat, you know? <laughs> hanging on, hanging on as best as I can. I don't have time to mess with all of the features and all of the stuff right now, but I want to make sure when I come back and I'm writing my run sheet that I'm able to... Uh, just have this ready to go on the air for you guys the way that we usually do it here i have a lot of shit planned this thing has a whole bunch of resources that we didn't have before and this is pretty much going to the next level it sucks because not many people are going to hear this but uh you know those of you that did like you're pretty much witness to the prologue of what we're going to start doing i'm not even really set up properly i'm holding my mic like in my hand it was just just hanging out pretty much <laughs> It kind of had like I had a more relaxed vibe to it, which is always pretty fun. Sometimes people just want to come and just chill, you know. Friend blink. Just progress. That's what I want. I want progress. I want us to have a good time here. I guess I became a little bit greedy, where I would always I sort of became a pot fanatic, where I would look at professional radio productions and see things that they had and go, let me see if I can have that. And then I then it started. It was like the snowball effect. It started with small things, like oh, let me see if I can have this, or what about this? Or what kind of filter are they using? And then before you know it, it became. I, and I'm not even like trying to bolster, but it became like almost production, like radio quality, and and we're one fucking person behind the wheel a lot of the time. And it was like, what am I doing here? You know, I want to just make it a little more casual so that it's a little more accessible, especially to people that haven't been here since the beginning. The whole thing is, I've I've heard people say this is a bit overwhelming. I want to be able to remember specials like that. It's all a blur to me because of how much stuff I'm doing. He's like, you remember the driving through the night? And I'm thinking, no. I no fucking idea what you're talking about. You know? No fucking clue that we drive through the night. Hopefully that. But well, to be fair, your memory's always been shit, Rick. <laughs> Friend, blink. No, seriousness. It is great. You know, I love doing it. I love the community. That's the main thing that I think about when I do it. Obviously, us having fun, but the, it's the chat room, the people that are regulars, the people that take the time to message and ask what's going on or how we're doing or what our plans are. All of you guys are really what the motivation is to keep doing episodes and to keep having fun or creating content throughout the week. And it's really that support that has made it grow into something more than just a podcast with the streaming and the adventure nights and the game show nights and all the other stuff. So thank you for that. to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the Beatles are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. Holy crap. 
five years. Never imagined in my wildest dreams. And that is a shoot when I say that. But here we are. Welcome, everyone. It is November 25th, 2019. You're listening to episode 353 of Talk Brunch Live. We are still here for those who give a damn enough to tune in. And I'm your host as always, Rick Dyre, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, and this is our five-year anniversary of broadcasting to you. And co-piloting the brunch ship with me is Mr. Dustin Frazier. A wise man once said, I'm going to say it again, three ain't enough, man, I need five. Yeah, taking it back to NXT, NXT. We got a lot in store for you guys tonight. Things have changed in the landscape thanks to Survivor Series and War Games 3. With that being said, shout out to our beautiful chat room with Stasis Dreams and Emang, aka EB Gamer, Six Slayer, aka AC, Willie V2, Cool Ice, Joe Wolko, Spartan Jesus 92, Owen Gills 98. I know Mark in Detroit was in there for a little while. Oh, hi, Mark. Catch the rest on replay, buddy. And, of course, you have the rest of you guys who are listening across all the live broadcasts, including TalkBrunch.com, and the majority of you that are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, and all other popular podcatcher apps. We're available on every major digital audio provider, even some I don't even know of, apparently, including SoundCloud. Just search TalkBrunch. You can visit TalkBrunch.com for that, plus social media links, as well as replays of all of our content, or just say, Alexa, play that beautiful podcast footage. No, I don't think it'll work if you say that. But you know how to operate in Alexa. <laughs> That'd be great if you could customize it that much, right? Right. Oh, man. Thank you, everyone. I know we're a little late here getting it all together. Yes, Adam Cole, baby. Don't know what that's in reference to, but sure. Adam Cole, baby. Tonight is talk brunch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, where do you want to go here? I know we're going to have a long night of stuff. First of all... Congrats. <laughs> I thank you. Congrats to you too, sir, for being on board this crazy ship. Yeah, it almost killed me seven times over, but I made it. We out here. <laughs> killed you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I spoke to you guys a little bit. I don't want to waste a lot of time on it because there's a lot to cover, but I spoke to you guys about a difference in content direction, just it being more casual, mainly because I hate doing what everyone else is doing. And everyone, and every content creator is just going freaking move for move at this point, covering all of wrestling, where it's like there's an entire week of stuff. There's over 30 hours per week where it's like you want to have more of just a casual feel of the landscape. If you if you want the move for move stuff, the geek stuff, that then we're probably not for you. Or in some cases, we want to talk about a match if it's good and it warrants that level of detail. In most cases nowadays, I think you should probably tune in. Yeah, <laughs> the shows are there for a reason. We'll talk you results and stuff, you know. But I mean, if you want to know the, the the entire, like, what you think of the spots and stuff, then uh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. You know, like I said, we covered uh, the relevance. I think Destin's been doing really good lately in regards to uh, filtering out the chuffa, as we've said in the past. You guys yeah. know how we feel about chuffa here. I, I have like I, I have like this new amazing like anti chuffa meter. Like it's, it's wonderful. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, you know, he pretty much uh, get, gets the information that's relevant and, and gets rid of all of the other stuff. And there's a lot of dirt sheet fluff nowadays that you hear from. And it's just kind of like, oh, do you really want to talk about that? Right. Too too much. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk about Vince McMahon smoking some weed in front of Donald Trump. I think that's a good opener. What do you think? <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, because apparently this is from the, this is from the, the mouth of freaking Jericho. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to link you guys to the entire uh, show of this. But yeah, it's, it's crazy to even think that uh, <laughs> something like that went down, you know? That's amazing. It's interesting seeing the Vince-Donald dynamic and just seeing kind of the, the measuring going on. Well, because they've known each other since the 80s, right? I mean, WrestleMania yeah. 4 and 5 was that. I remember one time Vince told me that they were uh, watching some concert or something at Trump. Trump, whatever it was called, the, the New Jersey, whatever the, the arena was called, Trump Arena. Right. And uh, Vince was sitting there with Linda and Donald and all the heads of state. And Lin- uh, Vince lit up a joint. And uh, Trump was like, you can't smoke a joint here. He's like, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> just did, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Bruce told me a story how Vince threw Bruce into like this big nouveau riche like golden fountain in atlantic state one of trump's places and just made a big commotion at one of those wrestlemanias but um yeah it was interesting interesting like vince would sometimes get hot at like donald for their promos because donald's like a deceptively big cat he's like six he four he really is and, yeah. and he's got these big so he'd wear like this winter jacket and vince was just swore that he had patted his shoulder pads look bigger than vince and man one time we were going to the airport and the two limos kind of line up for the, the, the private airport. Uh, another reason why riders get a lot of heat taking the private plane right. from A to B. Uh, <laughs> can't see why that's a likable quality for a rider. Right. Uh, so, you know, Vince, you know, is right next to Donald's uh, limo and Donald, his, his window goes down. And Vince goes, he wants to say something. Let's open our window. And Trump goes to Vince, hey, Vince, uh, I noticed your jet looks a little smaller than mine. If you guys are going to be squished, I, I could definitely get a few of your guys in mine. Mine's a lot bigger, obviously. And Vince goes, ha, ha, ha. no, we're fine. Donald didn't have a great trip home. Close the window. His face is turning like purple. He's like, that son of a bitch. You know, he's got so hot over that. <laughs> it truly was a battle of the billionaires. It's the classic who's the, you know, my dick is bigger than your dick, right? <laughs> Dude, like I said, a lot of measuring going on. But it was like in fun. It was a ball busting. Like there wasn't real animosity. No, and then they all made some good money off it too. So that's, yep, that's a lot of money. So, you know, Vince likes the ganj. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why some of these angles are strange. He gets different strands of that shit. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off. Depends on who he gets. Every now yeah. and then you get the mid. Every now and then you get the loud. You know, he has. And every the now and then you series. get that sticky, icky, icky. You know? Yeah, for the Survivor Series, his guy was given that special seasonal Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Write it down. And he had that. Oh. Uh, yep. 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 <laughs> Uh, first one already. Mary Cush mess. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, God. And now I can't wait for all the hate tweets. Oh, Vince McMahon took a picture of with Donald Trump. <laughs> you don't mean Salvia, do you? She's a sativa. <laughs> do you mean Salvia? Oh, no, she said not sativa. Who is that? Sounds like one of Dustin's exes. You know a sativa? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. How dare oh, you, Oh, sir? I see. It's a strand. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. I can't fucking believe it. You're going to give me a thousand years. I had never seen that coming. Yeah, me neither. Oh, man. I didn't see it coming either. Trust me. <laughs> 
what the hell are you even segue into after that, right? Right. Like, what do you say after that? <laughs> uh, let's just talk about something completely different. Let's see. All right. Oh. WW2K20. They rolled out a new patch. Patch 1.03. <laughs> Have you tried it? Yeah. Have you, have you given up already? No, you actually go in there? You play that game? Yeah. yeah. I already wow. beat my career mode. to beat Fowler's Tower. Ro- I'm halfway through Roman's Tower. My save file's intact, though. So... That's really brave. Okay. To, that's very brave to come out like that. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, you 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 saw my last ex. I, I've done worse. Okay, yeah, but uh, people <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't admit it. Like, yeah, there you are playing the game. Spartan Jesus playing the roofs of tower right no. now. Look at that. You 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 gave other people the courage to come out. That's how it starts. It's one person <laughs> takes the right step and influences the whole community. You know, be proud about it. You know. Don't let other people I mean, tell you who, you know, what you have to be. Be what you want to be. You're having fun. All I'm saying is it could be worse. I could be on Twitter talking about it all the time. So, I mean. Yeah, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you're you're open enough to come forward with it. You know. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the audience. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, let me see what we got here. So, what are they saying that happened? I saw videos of the game after. It's still terrible. I'm just going to say it. I don't know the semantics. I'm not going to go into the. I just remember it still looked like shit running. But uh, oh, yeah, it's still That's the, for sure. the patch addresses crashes throughout the game, addresses opacity issue causing invisible create a superstar parts, addresses reported crash in custom arenas using imported images, improvements to sweat, which from what I heard, according to Smack Talks, they sweat, but then at the outro, like when, when during the celebration or whatever, they're, they're sweatless again. So it's still sort of not the way it's supposed to be. Um, addresses input settings not saved on the PC. Improvements to hair and clothing behavior. But when I, again, on Smack Talks, I saw the fact that uh, Charlotte, when she does her figure eight, her hair still sticks to her shoulders, even when she's upside down. So it wasn't fixed that well. Um, address reporter concerns with missing hair and clothing throughout the game. Address reporter concerns that images may fail to be correctly displayed on the superstars attire. Address reporter concerns of a crash when using DLC creator superstar parts for my players. Address reporter concerns with when allowing male face paint color changes to appear correctly in game address reporter concerns with creative superstars parts that may cause hair to float with certain superstars address reporter concerns with assigning lock moves and user previews and select it inside of move sets from my player address report concerns that that creative create superstar t-shirt logos may appear incorrectly in the game and that was for characters. So we did general, we did characters, not for universe mode. They address reporter concerns that a crash may occur when selecting a save slot. Enabled importing roster and other settings when creating a new universe save. Address reporter concerns that a crash may occur when loading into match for the first time with several creations. Address reporter concerns with six-man tag matches. Address reporter concerns that a crash may occur when s- simulating to WrestleMania gameplay. And then they did improvements to the strike aiming and dash strikes. Address reporter concerns on a soft lock and pin mini game after performing certain moves. And they did a whole bunch of shit for online as well. There are more. It's like this is a crazy. There's like MMOs don't get patched like this. They address concerns that a crash may occur in the road to glory when using DLC creative superstar parts. Um, when downloading superstars with custom images. Um, when images may fail to display in custom arenas. White texture issue that may occur in downloaded arenas. Um, Concerns that may occur when downloading custom shows with custom arenas and logos. So those are all the things that were addressed, and the game still, from what I've seen, is terrible. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be like. They were just going to keep addressing issues, and it was just going to still be terrible. Like, there's just no fixing something that broken. They're going to just keep addressing issues 
forever for the rest of their lives. The bigger issue is that they let the company that knows how to do this leave. So has your experience been any better with this hump of game? I mean, I've been enjoying it for what I've definitely said. I'm not going to act like I haven't seen the problems. I'm not going to be one of those people where it's just like, oh, there's no problems with the game. I've experienced the crashes. Uh, I've experienced one of those. There's a weird um, bug with the blood. Sometimes it doesn't always pop up, but when it does, they actually did show there's a new blood mechanic in the game. It splatters now instead of just like paint. Um, I've seen some of the crashes sometimes during the universe mode. So here's what I've been noticing from the two patches I've seen. Yeah, you're definitely right. Game still fucked, but it's getting better. Not as good as it should be by now. Not as good as it should have been at launch. But it's definitely not the same thing that popped up that first day. That's just from my experience. I mean, if anybody else has a different experience, I'm not going to tell you right or wrong. But I mean, so far, at least I'm just going by from what I've seen. Yeah, you've definitely been easier on this game, though, you know. Like, you're the nicest yeah. person I've heard in regards to, to this game <laughs> and what it is and what it does. Everyone else has not been as happy as you are, to put it lightly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that this year is a bust. I don't even know what kind of a Black Friday sale they can offer people for them to even think about playing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at this point, it would have to be something crazy, like $20. The game would have to plummet for for to really be um, worth it, especially like if you didn't pick it up. Like the people who pick it up at launch, at this point, if they haven't already sent it back, they're sticking with it. Like I'm one of those people where I stick with it just because I do. But I mean, yeah, it's this year was definitely not a good year for 2K. No, not at all. Yeah, and, and like even even though I like the game. I'm not going to act like the game is fantastic. That's the difference between me and a lot of other gamers. A lot of the gamers, either they love it and they're going to defend it till they die or they hate it. I'm the person where I like it, but I'm not going to act like it doesn't have problems. Oh, yeah, Smart Jesus, we talked about that last week. The fact that uh, 2K's page got hacked. I'm, I'm still, even though you like it and you admit it, it's still, I have to say, it is still interesting that you like it like i almost don't understand how you like it just because it's so bad i would have thought that you would have hated it based on the fact that last year is just better in every single possible way you know it's one of those things as a gamer sometimes i don't even know why yeah we we, we put the screen up here of their facebook hack on last week's show yeah it's one of those things where i i've tried to figure it out over the years why certain games that I would just that people think is garbage. I'll somehow find a way to enjoy it. After a while, I just stop questioning it. <laughs> like I think it's just because I can manage to find enough to keep me interested. So, like I was going through the my career mode. Like I said, I finished it not too long ago. It was actually really entertaining when it came to the whole story. I mean, it was a long one for sure. I think it was twice as long as last year. But I think I just find things to keep myself interested. I'm like, if I can find just enough, then I wind up sticking with it. But uh, would you say that there's anything this year better than last year? Um, definitely in my career, that's for sure. Um, when it's come to, because I think I've already gone through maybe a couple of years in the universe mode, I'm seeing a lot of the things where they've made it different. Um, 
the fact that, like I said, with all the pay-per-views, you can add now all three brands on each show. So it's making it's taking advantage of the fact that you that it's basically double the size of matches where instead of last year it was seven matches, you could have max. Now you can have fourteen. I think I had a pay-per-view maybe a couple of days ago. Literally every title on every show was on the line. But um definitely, yeah, like I said, definitely in my career. The um the towers mode, they actually tower towers is actually a lot more organized this year. It's not just a bunch of towers just <laughs> racked up on the screen. They've broken it up into different sections. Like they have towers that are only for the women. They have um in the bump of the night DLC. The fact that we saw like that fed up Seamus twisted Nikki Cross. It's not that you see them all in one tower. That's actually a character for every separate tower. So I can definitely see where like where they where the good stuff was there but the problem is there's so much wrong with the game it does definitely weigh down a lot on it gotcha well i hope that uh i don't really have any hope honestly i think they the only thing and it's messed up to say is i hope they don't make good money off of this because it it is a ripoff and they they shouldn't have released it yeah 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 it definitely was not as good as it was as everybody was thinking it was gonna be that much i'll admit whether i like the game or not yeah, and the Facebook like, page thing, I agree. Like, like, the Facebook page, the timing couldn't be worse for that nonsense to happen to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was just like the icing on the cake and everything. It was like, seriously, on top of all of this, that's what you guys are going to have going on? Unfreaking believable. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then there's always a turd to punch bowl, unfortunately. Unfortunately, 2K20 was proverbial turd in said punch bowl. Mm hmm. Absolutely. The only thing that can make it worse is if they gave us a hundred dollar two K one service. So. Oh boy! <laughs> it was too easy. I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> oh, all I'm saying is hashtag out of worlds. We out here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So CM Punk is on Fox, as you know, and uh, it's been pretty interesting having him around for that first time. You know, yeah, because he's definitely not a guy who's been working for WWE the way everybody thought that he was going to be. You know, everybody automatically yeah. assumed he was going to show up at Survivor Series and be the fifth guy and save everyone and all this other shit that simply was not going to happen. Punk's going to be in war games on NXT. No, 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 not at all. He's actually. Made, yeah, he's made it a point to talk about how he uh he doesn't have anyone in WWE to answer to. You know, he's pretty much made it a point about how they can, he can't get fired for things that he said. And he was vocal. Like, he spoke about how the storylines have sucked. You know, oh, yeah, he, he went in. You know, he talked about uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. You know, he spoke the way CM Punk would speak. I mean, they can't be happy about that. It's interesting that Fox has them in that position where he can almost be the guy who tells them when WWE shit. Right. You know? Like, to think, like, now they have to listen to, to a mouthpiece that uh, that Fox themselves have chosen. And it's like, what are they going to do? Fell Fox to get rid of him? Fuck no. Yeah, nah. But um, it doesn't look like he's going to be coming back to wrestling anytime soon. It looks like he's just doing this, you know, because he wants to talk. Maybe he's just done bumping, you know what I mean? Maybe it's not yeah. to do with any other stuff. It's like, look, I, I kind of like living a life where I don't have to take bumps. Right? Like, I, I hate that it's so hard for some people to understand. Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with the physicality shit anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's possible to just not want to do this shit after a while. We've had people out here question what his passion was. Like, there's passion, and then there's realizing there's a point when you just got to say, you know what? 
think I'm done. Yeah, exactly. And I'll- I think uh, it's kind of funny how I almost had to quote New Jack in this shit. Uh, when New Jack retired, he literally said, I quit. He said something. It wasn't that I can't do this anymore. It's just I could find other stuff to do besides this in a sense. Yeah. Like, don't hang around too long, you know? Like, yeah, well, New Jack was all fucked up too. Because isn't he blind? Like from one eye, like he practically killed himself wrestling. Like what's the yeah, freaking? Uh, there was an incident with him and Vic Grimes where a spot went wrong because uh Vic didn't want to jump, and basically all of Vic's Grimes landed on his head. So he gets headaches, he gets bloodshot, he can't see out of his right eye. He just <laughs> he went for years afterwards. But yeah, he he literally said, "I quit this business for this business quit me." I think I think the quote was. Yeah, you almost can't blame him there, but. Yeah, I think that that's basically what it is. This guy just wants to talk, you know, and he wants to yeah. talk about the the business, you know, rather than being a part of it. Like it, it exactly. he probably has PTSD from the damn situation when you really look at it, right? You know, yeah, everything think, he went through that last year, like why would you want to go back to that? You know, that's like getting your your job back at Walmart, you know, or you're getting your your fucking Carvel gig back. <laughs> I don't want to compare Car- it to that, but um, why do I, why oh, do I choose God. Carvel? I've never really heard anything Carvel. about that. There, there you go, there you go. Carvel made punk. There you go. When the hell's the last time a Carvel employee is bitched? You know, like this place. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> <laughs> this Carvel establishment is corrupt. So hell. <laughs> the Carvel's all out of order. <laughs> Yeah, like I could have chose something a lot worse than Carvel, like freaking yeah. Circuit City. Pop They're gone. Eyes. You know, or even Popeyes, yeah, where you can have like literal full powered combat occur. <laughs> you know, like when was the last time you heard about that? I've seen like battles. You know, I feel like uh, like freaking Hot Pie when he was like, I've seen battles before. You know, it's like that's sort of how I felt with Popeyes. Hot Popeye. Motherfuckers dying for chicken sandwiches. And apparently, according to a guy who worked at Popeyes near my fucking store, he was just like, the Chick fil A ones is better. So. <laughs> Isn't it weird, though, that Popeye's having chicken sandwiches is a big deal? A place that sells chicken now adding bread became the thing. Where it's like, you're not going to believe what the chicken place is doing. They're adding and bread. From what this one guy told me, that sandwich has been around for like two years. But I guess somebody hyped it up and just like shit hit the fan. I don't know what happened. I was like, what is this? What is this the game now? Like, a, yeah, I like, so. do I guys just like tweet about like Chick-fil-A sauce and the next thing I'm getting stabbed outside of a Chick-fil-A? Is that it? Like, yeah, man, it's ridiculous. But anyway, enough about these sandwiches. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it makes sense. And I'm glad he finally said it. So, like, all of Twitter can just, like, get off that high horse. Like, yeah, you know, Post coming back. Post going to wrestle Seth Rollins. It's like, no. Punk's coming here to hang out with some people he's cool with and just talk about stuff. He worked for Fox. He does not work for WWE. He came back to Fox, not WWE. Yeah, he did. It's not a hard concept to understand. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, those those bridges may not ever be mended, especially because Fox is probably giving him a lot more money just to sit there and talk than WWE would be giving for him to be on the road constantly and wrestling. Exactly. Like, he's, he's probably making that money he should have been making when he wrestled the freaking Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, <laughs> like the dude. Uh... I, I, I just I, I don't know what is what some like and it's so funny like so many people were just like oh yeah all the people uh chanting CM Punk has gotta come back Let, let's be realistic here those people are chanting CM Punk not because they give a shit if he's coming back because they know it pisses WWE off if Punk never showed up not one of them would lose a day of sleep no not and really nothing well. would change 
Like it's it, it, it's it's the new it's this generation's equivalent to the Mexican wave. Like, <laughs> okay, this is boring. What are we gonna do? CM Punk chance. There we go. I had to liven this place up. Now turn off that red light. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like when everything's on this shit, resort to the CM Punk chance. That's what it's become in this day and age. Oh, Squire says CM Punk is a vuvuzela. No, you didn't vuvuzela him. No. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's Rollins at this point, Squire. So let's be real like it. Yeah, let's get him on the call. The resident bully, Michael. Oh, mean ass. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's just it's at this point where like if that was any proof of anything, it's just like this whole CM Punk rumor coming back thing just needs to die like yesterday. Because he's made it clear he does not have any intention of getting back in that ring. There it is. One time we bring on Mr. Uh-huh. Matt Squars. Hey, happy five years. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you know, in five years, five years ago, I was out of shape depressed i had osteoporosis and five years later it's it's all still the same so i don't know what i'm doing here (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i was so not prepared for that i thought he was some inspiration absolutely nothing nothing. (laughs) i don't have osteoporosis now you got tuberculosis Happy five years, guys. Thank you, sir. Yeah, let's skip over Didn't that immediately shit. go, oh, no. And I, something inside me went, okay, so if that wasn't your first initial reaction to just be like, no. I was like, oh, that could be, that could be kind of interesting. And it snowballed from there. Here we are. Uh, so why now? Why this time? I mean, I know you said that this opportunity maybe didn't exist six months ago, but I mean... It's been six years away from from wrestling, but now the time seems to be striking right. Sure. I think wrestling and what I'm doing now are two completely different things, obviously. Uh, I do not work with, have any kind of a relationship, have talked to anybody in WWE. This is strictly a, a me and Fox thing. And I think that's a very interesting dynamic because here I am, somebody who is not employed by WWE, and let's let's get down to it. Yeah, I get to criticize the product, and that's something I've always done. I think that's what <laughs> made me popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because to a fault, I have no filter in between my mouth and my brain. I've always been this way, and it's just something that now I feel maybe I can do and maybe kind of find my way in the business again. Right. You know, like, uh, because there's a lot of stuff that's broken. And I think what the product needs, what the show needs, and what the fans need is somebody without those ties to worry about if they're going to get punished for saying something. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to tell it like it is. It's corny. Voice of the voiceless, right? I have no ties. and Nobody's going to fire me. I'm not going to get uh, jobbed out, suspended, uh, sent to TV, but told I'm not needed. You know, all these, <laughs> all these things yeah. don't exist in my world anymore. Here I am. If it's good, great. I'll pat you on the back. We'll talk about it. I'll be excited about it. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, you're probably going to be mad at me. <laughs> But you know what? I think that's exactly what people want. We've got CM Punk sitting here in the chair. I mean, people want that honesty from you. And I think that wrestling fans around the world have been craving having that voice uh, back here in WWE. So what are your thoughts on the Punk thing, Squires? Who cares? I don't, and this guy left. 
he took his ball and he went home, and now he's trying to be relevant. It's like, I, I, there's, I don't know. I think it's done and over with. Yeah, well, of course, but... He was mediocre at MMA at best, and he thought he could do better elsewhere and completely failed, and I think he's very prideful and doesn't want to admit it, and, you know, is what it is. Do you want to see CM Punk wrestle? Uh... I mean, how old is he? I mean, I don't, if he never did, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I think, like I said I, last week, I think that... uh. It's a different world from where he was before in the sense that, uh, you know, there's tons of people now, you know, that are all younger, that are wrestling a CM Punk-esque style, you know, and that's something, that, you know, and that's something that he has to keep in mind, you know, like there's a lot of people that are CM Punks right now. So, and I don't mean that in a mean way because I know there will always be his hardcore friends that are going to be like, there is no other CM Punk motherfucker, but it's like, really, there, there is, you know, there, there's a lot of people, thanks to him, you know, there's no question that yeah. it's thanks to him, but there's a lot of other, uh, people out there that wrestle that indie style and, and might even wrestle better than him at this point, you know, mm-hmm. because they're, uh, yeah. they're more seasoned and they've been exposed to more wrestling in the time that he was gone and doing all that MMA stuff. Like how many years has it been anyway? It's been, yeah, since what, 2014, I think. 13 or 14? Yeah, it was uh, 14, because 15 was the, 2K15 was the last game he was in. Six years. Yeah, times have changed in six years. It's to the point where it's like, he doesn't need to come back. Like, and if he comes in, who do you want to get rid of? Because he's going to take someone's spot. We can get rid of Lashley. I mean, if that gets rid of Lashley, I'll take it. But no, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is, it, there's no need for it. Like, there's still those people out there still holding on to that little shred of hope that one of these days he's gonna make a run in at the Rumble or some shit. And it's like, dude, get off your high horse, alright? It's changed in six years. Punk doesn't want to come back. Nobody with common sense wants to see him back because we don't need him back anymore. Yeah, but yeah. he has... He has I mean, I mean, it, it's cool to see him on Fox just because it's cool to see him, but that's all they need. I'm fine now. But he is one of those people that's always going to have his loyal fan base, you know. Yeah. But then again, with some of the CM Punk fans, they dance that fine line between loyal and just blind. Like, there's the loyal ones who were watching the fuse with Joe, even his time in TNA in the early days, and watched that summer of Punk and enjoyed it. There's And then there's the people where it's every WrestleMania and every Royal Rumble, this is the year CM Punk's coming back. And And... A majority of those CM Punk fans are the same people that are, oh, if we, if we just had the Attitude Era. Yeah, they're the exact same fans because they think it would fix it. It's a, it's the same it's the same fan base. Yeah, the ones that basically don't want to let go. 80% of those people that chant CM Punk never once saw a Ring of Honor match. Exactly. They they followed him the second he won the WWE Championship, and they you can't ask about anything before them. You ask them what their first championship was, they're going to tell you the WWE championship. They're not going to tell you the WWE ECW championship because they don't know because they're just they're, they're just they're the typical bandwagons. And that's why I say, like, when you hear the people chanting CM Punk, even this whole week, we've heard it. They don't really want Punk back. They just want to piss off everybody in WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But do you think he took the position because he just wants to piss them off back? I mean, it's him trying to be. What else is he going to do to stay relevant? It, 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 ain't, it, it ain't the Octagon. It ain't at Marvel. You know, what else does he really have to fall on? The I guy mean, needs work. <laughs> End of the day, it's a paycheck. 
I mean, if it gets you out there and you're having fun doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I see your point. And I mean, the one thing that he's said, even though he said that, it's good to be able to say pretty much whatever you want and you don't have to worry about getting de-pushed in the end. Like, if the product sucks, you could just outright say the product fucking sucks. Like, I never even thought about that before, though. The idea of of not getting, uh, of getting called to TV and then not being needed. Yeah. You know, like, that's a new one. You know, like, well, like that, like, they could really mess with you in ways that they could always just uh, deny doing. You know what's crazy? It's the one thing that he was good at. He turned his back on. But then again, after everything that happened in that last year, would you have wanted to stick around? He didn't have to wrestle at WWE. I understand that. But yeah. you don't leave the business. There was there was other places he could have went. Yeah, that is true. Leaving the business altogether. Maybe take a he break wanted, and then come back. But wanted to write comic books and failed. He wanted to be an MMA fighter. And as much glitz and glamour as that, he failed. Pretty badly. Because if that was anybody else, he just got his namesake for those MMA matches. Yeah, I mean, the I, one thing he was known for that made his career, he, he turned his back on it. And just because a guy can give a cool promo and work everyone, everyone chants his name when it's like, come on. Yeah. And uh, we spoke about that on here, too. When he was first going into it, I was like, you don't like he, he should leave on top, leave that legacy alone. Like if he gets his ass kicked in the octagon, then what happens? And he got his ass kicked in the octagon one time yeah. minorly. And then that second time was a. Uh, that second time was really rough. Yeah. It could have definitely been done a lot better, but I mean, yeah. what can you do? Though? No. End of the day, though, happy to see him. Glad he's enjoying himself. Just could have done things a little different, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, Jim Cornette has gotten into some trouble recently. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure. Uh, how you what how do you guys feel about it? I forget the exact comment. I'm gonna get the comment up on the browser here in a minute. But I know he he said something and uh the internet went nuts. Yeah, right. I can't remember word for word. We, prob- we probably shouldn't say I have the link. We probably if you say it, we probably shouldn't say it in our words. You know, they, let me get it. <laughs> this seriously is he is he might should Trevor Murdoch, he's mad, bad, and dangerous to know. He's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Trevor Murdoch can take care of himself. And if Nick all this is serious. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, is it that bad, though? I'm just asking no, your opinion. Uh, no. It's people making, uh, I mean... Go back and 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 listen to Bobby Heenan on Nitro. It's it's the Jordan Mileses of the universe. Yeah, it's just people wanting to find something to be upset about. It wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I'm black and I laughed harder the second time. Okay, like, <laughs> do you think that's worse? Or back in the day when the Orient Express would jump somebody, Gorilla Monsoon, saying they Pearl Harbored them. Exactly. Could have been worse. But then again, people were thick skinned and not bitches back then, so I mean. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what did you expect with Jim Cornette? You know what I mean? Right? Like Cornette first of all, Cornette doesn't have a filter. That's the first thing. Cornette says whatever Cornette wants to say. You laugh, you shut up, and then you move on. That's common knowledge at this point. But now like 
people want to make a tizzy out of nothing because they have nothing to do with their day. So it's like... I hear it's a comment that was used many times, though. Like, it's like something that he puts in his arsenal, kind of like Jim Ross with the one-legged man in the ass-whipping contest. Yeah. Cornette has quite a little arsenal of just, like, little zingers here and there, and I'm pretty sure I've heard that one at least once before. Or something along the lines, and nobody got pissed off then. Yeah, but now suddenly they are. Before, you know, the government mules are going to be upset and come after Ross. What? (laughs) Wow. Wow. Beaten like a government mule. Oh my god, I can't believe you just... (laughs) That shit threw me so off, man. I'm almost impressed because it took a minute for it to sink in. Oh my god. I mean, that's how ridiculous we're getting now. Come on. I mean, really? People get pissed off. Every- Jordan Miles got pissed off over a t-shirt. I just went on a surprise anymore. Yeah, everybody's getting pissed off over something. Which, uh, I don't know. Right. Hashtag take- for the cornet. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, then- and I don't like Jim Cornette, and I'm defending the guy. Yeah. He would never do because I'm blocked. Yeah, he blocks a lot. He also blocked... Uh- the guy from um, Wrestling with Regret. Right. Brian yeah, Zane. That. Yeah, he, he blocked Brian Zane recently. Yeah, I saw that. So, I mean, all you have to do is piss him off a little bit. Just even so much as mention his name and he's ready to block your ass. Yeah. I mean, I used to listen. I haven't, I haven't listened to the show in forever. I just, I couldn't handle it. Well, Cornette. His political beliefs are just off the rail. Yeah, the way he feels about certain wrestlers, it's just like, dude, like, what? Wait, where do you come up with this stuff? Like, but even then, it's just like these are people who don't even necessarily like Jim Cornette. And it's like some of these, let's be real, some of these people had not heard Jim Cornette's name before NWA Power started showing up. Yeah, and I would play, like, a, I would play a drop of him talking about it, but he had such a long-winded, and you know, I'm a Cornette fan, but it was such a long-winded explanation. It was like oh. almost, it was, it was like it's literally about thirty minutes of explaining. You know, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm going to drop in somewhere. Somewhere around it. Yeah. So anyway, in this case, I said, David, this was a taped show. I said, what did you think about it when you heard it? He said, well, it went right past me. I said, you think? I said, uh, why was there this level of, well, they were so upset on Twitter. (laughs) That's another thing I talked about with him before. If you... Give these people the idea that every time they complain about something, they'll just jump around and apologize, whether it was said or whether it was in a bad way or whatever the fuck, then they will do it all the time, and he's already proven that he will do that. That was brought up. And also, I mentioned I don't appreciate, as I said, one of our talents making an offensive statement or offensive comments like I was fucking... The level of disgust is like I was boiling babies to sacrifice in service of Satan on live television. <clears throat> and I said, I, I don't appreciate being grouped in all these apologies for shit that I'm not necessarily sorry for, which we'll get to in a second. Because there's levels of fucking importance that these things should be assigned. And I'll tell you exactly where I thought, I want to tell you where the joke came from. And truthfully and honestly, as I mentioned to you yesterday... I can't remember whether I stole it or not. Somebody said it might be Richard Pryor, but we couldn't find evidence of that. Oh, don't go to accusing a black that dude. I made it up because Come on. In the Wait 80s, a minute. Hold on. <laughs> recall, Hold the fucking phone here, man. Everybody was telling Ethiopian jokes. 
This dude blamed a black guy for a racist <laughs> joke that he said. Did he? Wait, he he blamed a dead black man for his racist joke. Oh shit! <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. What you doing, bro? Jim. <laughs> Jimmy. How the hell didn't that make headlines? That his retort was to blame a black person. <laughs> you know, to me, that's amazing. That's great. <laughs> I was waiting for. I was waiting for the next thing to go. Well, you know, the Jews are responsible for the Holocaust. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, he's grasping. He's just trying to. He's Jim Cornette. He's going to defend himself, whether he's wrong or not, and use whatever means he needs to. Just because that guy said it, why can't I say it? That's pretty much what his defense is. He went for the N word defense. Mm -hmm. So many reasons, Jim. So many reasons. You couldn't avoid the black guy. You. It's okay if I say A at the end and not E-R. Oh, my God. Only, you know what? I'm not even going to go into this. There shouldn't be rules to this. We shouldn't have to put out racism rules. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I can't do it. I want to, but I can't. Don't write it down. No, I'm not. I'm leaving. I'm not. You know, because that... the internet is sensitive. Somebody else. You know what Jim Corn needs for Destin to be his friend? Then it's okay. There you go. See? I'll be your friend, Jimmy. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, That's why I, I can say what I can. I still, li- I, I still listen to old Russo shoots just for the laugh. I'll be your friend, Jimmy. Yo, he's almost been released from everywhere. Yeah. Yes. GFW, WWE, WWE, everywhere. Like, Every fucking where. You name it, he's been released. But if you ask him, it wasn't his fault in any of those places that he got released from. It was everyone else. Yeah, that's pretty much the way the man operates. Denominator out of all of that. Yeah. Motherfucker's the Gene Snitsky management. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> maybe in some cases it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe some, but I think you can see why it might be hard to work with him. Yeah, you can see the difficulty there. Because he has a very short temper. That's the main thing that I see. And very opinionated. And I don't think the word, oh, yeah, I'm wrong, comes out of that guy's mouth that often. Exactly. I mean, he's on his podcast where he's had altercations with people in parking lots and, like, took a bat to their car. Remember that video when he went off with the chicken? What was it, the Wendy drive-thru? There was also too, some, remember that? There was some Instagram message or some shit that came out recently where uh basically he he uh he someone apologized, I guess, in his name that it wasn't really him though. Did you hear about that? So then he he wound up debunking it. It's the first time I've seen someone else apologize in someone's name and then the person goes on to to debunk it. Like that wasn't me who apologized, <laughs> you assholes. You know yeah, he like, doesn't apologize for anything. But yeah, he he took offense to the fact that somebody mock apologized for him. You never hear that kind of stuff. No. It's like, no, I don't want anybody to try to make me look good. Oh, my God. I don't you know what? I don't think that I would have ever caught on to that being the most racist thing. Does that make me racist? Like if this wasn't made into a big deal, I think that would have went over my head, too. And furthermore, they put they put it up on their own. You know what I mean? No, you know, you know why it wasn't racist? 
Because it's a joke your grandpa would say. That's what it is. Right? It feels like a grandpa joke. It's a grandpa joke. It wasn't meant to be malicious or mean. It was just something that your grandpa would joke about. Yeah, it was meant in good taste. It was meant just to be for a laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, black dude. It was meant it's- in good taste. What are you people doing? <laughs> Uh, look, so we got Mark Henry here. Let me see what the hell Mark Henry you got. He's like the oh, Al Sharpton of the wrestling uh, universe okay. here, right? Yeah, yeah I'm so, so excited. The worst could be Jordan. Fucking Jordan Miles, huh? It just hurts, man. I, I you know, as, as much as I can say is I'm disappointed, and uh, I hope that he can try to fix this. But you know what, man? Like it, some people just don't like people of color. Do you feel like that <laughs> is his belief? Does he not like <laughs> No, I never he felt that. Buried I him. mean, uh, he told me stories about him working real closely with Junkyard Dog and different people uh, throughout history and who I reminded him of and stuff like that. Like, I, so I, never, I never in my life saw it. Never saw that. Was this, was this just like a really bad, ill-conceived joke then, Mark? I mean, I can't say that. I don't know. All I can say is what I saw. I thought I was, I just almost swallowed my face in. Like it just, it made my skin itch. And I was just like, why am I so damn angry? Like, this is Jim. What, what are you doing? Like, it's just completely out of character. And you know what? Some people have bad moments, but that, them are the kind of moments you don't have. I, I, I inherently love all people. I don't care what color you are. Mark, if Jim Cornette was watching this right now, what would you say to him? I would say, Jim, please apologize and mean it. And if you don't mean it, then go all the way Darth Vader and tell I just don't like black people. And at least I know who you are. And then I could get rid of this feeling that I have in my heart. It's just like uh, having your brother or your sister steal from you. It's like having your mother or father like disown you. Like I, I feel like a sense of mourning. And that's that's never good. Like, I mean, in pro wrestling, it's about entertainment and love and uh, trying to, you know, get people to come together. This is divisive. This this is hurtful. Yeah, this, like, this it's be cutting out shit here. It's wrestling. And just quickly explain <laughs> what Jim did for you, what, what he, uh, what the relationship meant to you prior to any of this happening last night. But what he did for you as you were coming up as a wrestler. You know what? Prior to all of this, the relationship that I had with Jim Cornette has been really, really good. Um, he taught me a lot about pro wrestling. He allowed me into his home to look at his archive. Um, Did you know how the man is? The wrestler that I became. And I probably wouldn't have been the guy without him. Um, but it is very, very hurtful. And I don't get emotional about much. Yeah. Was he going to cry again? But I, I feel a sense of loss. Let's see. Oh, that was it. Fuck, right at the crying part. Is he wearing a salmon suit when he was saying this? Holy crap. Some people you know, just don't like ridiculous. black people. I'm so irritated right now. Listen. Because it's like, just because you make a joke doesn't mean you hate somebody. Dude, doesn't mean that listen. you're racist. Listen, what happened some, with some a joke, just... joke? You know what I'm thinking? That this giant black man raped an elderly woman once. That's what I'm upset about. What giant black man? I'm talking about Mark Henry. Oh. Did he not? <laughs> <laughs> she was a you know willing. I mean? She was a willing participant. She raped him. 
We don't know that. We do know that. Oh. I was there, at least or, on, or on when television. He's coming down the ramp, licking his lips at China. That offended me. Oh, wait. That was a gimmick that you were playing? Oh, wait. You were doing that for entertainment? Oh, that's right. Oh, when you were part of a black racist faction? Oh, that's right. And that was all entertainment. Two of them, actually. That, that, was, that was entertainment, though. So they that's were, okay. Were they but, racist? But, but when somebody else does they entertainment, were, they were I don't a, agree with it. They were a black faction, though. I don't know they were, they were racist. Like how? What, what were the racist well, things that they did? Go back those 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 uh, promos with Farouk. Well, that's white man keeping it down. Nation of Domination, and when he was in that little faction, what was it? Teddy Long, Rodney Mack, and Jazz. That was so, pretty fucking racist. That one, yeah. Yeah, don't it was like me that crap. When somebody makes a joke and you say that you've known this man and you've grown up with this man, do you not think Jim Cornette has told jokes and said things all of those years? Absolutely. But you want to be the, I guess it wouldn't be racially appropriate to call him the white knight. I guess the black knight and stand up and you know be this social justice warrior because I guess that's what your role is in the company now is just to be offended anytime any, anybody says anything about anything. It's just so, ridiculous. So you're basically like, saying, on, look, man, don't, don't out-sharpen me. Don't really, out-sharpen me. It's the Hogan bullshit all over again. Because if that's the case, Mark, um, ask New Jack how he feels about Jim Cornette. Because not only have those two been close forever, he was the one who came up with the concept for the gangsters, aka one of the most one of the most probably successful things New Jack did. They've always been close. It's like he he. I love how he contradicted himself because he goes to like, yeah, he helped my career so much, but just admit you don't like black people. Like what? What? <laughs> I love when people say something and contradict themselves within seconds. Yeah. Funny is funny, and racism is racism. And people cannot separate the two. And like like Destin and I have said on here many times, it's because people haven't dealt with real hands-on racism. Yeah. You know. Which which makes it even dumber for Mark to come out there, because it's like, bro, you probably dealt with real racism. You should know the fucking difference. If it was real racism, you wouldn't have been in his house and you wouldn't have helped your career. I mean, I make jokes on here all the time. I'm the nicest guy in the world. There's no point bit of racism in me. But funny's funny. At the end of the day, there's racial... Funny if I'm making fun of, you know, no tiki, no washi. It doesn't matter what it is. There's racial stereotyping and then there's actual racism. You know? And I I think people... Yeah. Sometimes racial stereotypes are funny what all i'm saying is i clearly remember a tuesday night when squires revoked my church of chicken card i ain't never been to church of chicken a day in my life right i want to i got see i was this. waiting for the joke i was waiting for it <laughs> you know here, and i hear a rap song and i immediately asked Dustin, what song is that <laughs> he's mad bad and dangerous to know he's the only man i've ever known that could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across ethiopia trevor murdoch can take care of himself and if nick all this is seriously okay, so as, he, as he might should trevor murdoch is- so what's the most racist thing about this is what i want to know in your opinion like what's the part that has people the, the hot is it the ethiopia or the bucket of chicken the fact that there's no black people in the ring, so they're just like, hey, it's supposed to be black people in the ring. No. 
I think the most racist and offensive thing on that whole thing is Treader Murdoch still wrestling in 2019. You stupid. <laughs> Yo, it's so strange because I thought that I had the wrong clip when I first put this on. <laughs> Because I was thinking, since they said that this is a line that Cornette has used back in his heyday, I looked at this and for a brief moment thought, this can't be the one. This is back in the heyday. Because there's Trevor Murdoch. Yo, I watched one episode of NWA Power and literally I was like, wait a minute, did I click the wrong thing? Yeah. Is that showing oh. good? Um, it's all right. It's kind of weird to just see like the studio wrestling vibe again. Uh, that's the one thing where I'm kind of just like, wow, this is... They're in legit like a fucking studio. This is no arena. Like this, like, I watched freaking Nick all this cut like an old school NWA style promo. I can't believe what I was seeing. But yeah, it's just like realistically, nobody with a life is offended. Nobody who has an actual life is offended. You know why? Because we're too busy having a life to be offended. Yeah, and Cornette went on when the person <sighs> apologized. He said, "I I I would have no idea how to find Instagram." either so whoever it is pretending to be me can blow me and he put it all in caps so, <laughs> so he really he's really adamant about not wanting this apology i mean if you want to find something and i'm and we forget we're watching wrestling it's not real it's a show it's entertainment but you can even go back to harley race going against you know ron simmons telling him hey go get my bags boy Okay. Yeah, right. eh. Remember the um Okay. But even then it was to set up a story. Like like the Booker T Triple H angle from two thousand three when at one point I think he got beat up in the bathroom because he was just like he flashed like a five dollar bill and was like, Get me a towel. Yeah. I not... mean, just saying like... <laughs> You're talking about Triple H and Booker T were feuding. Yeah. Leading up to, I think it was WrestleMania 19. Now, look, you you know that I'm a, a big Triple H fan, but I also call them when they do things that are just wrong. The only way that Booker T versus Triple H would have not been racist is if at the end of the angle, Booker T would have won and had the world championship. The entire storyline was Triple H. He never was directly racist, but when he was saying people like you can never be the champion, people like you can never win the title. And that's what the entire story was built on. The whole people like you premise where it's like, and then so, so the whole point of stories like that is the person usually overcoming at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a basically a, a climbing story, you know, when you really look at it, it's one of those, you know, against so a lot storylines that they were telling. You know, someone like you can never win the title and then he goes on to win the title and that's the moral of the story. If you do a storyline where you're basically like, ah, somebody like you will never win the title and they never do and you're part of creative, that's a fucking problem. You know, there was no, what, what's the moral at the end of the story? So I, I hate to say it, but really the outcome sort of determines the racism in that case for me. Cause I was thinking about that Triple H shit the other day and it was like, I think the only reason why everyone went along with that story was probably thinking that this means Booker T is definitely going to win at the end. <laughs> prove yeah. everybody wrong. But nope, it was more like someone like you will never be champion, and then the, he never was. The end. That's fucked up. Triple H was telling the truth. This is like the Mighty Ducks if they just fucked off and they never came back and did anything successful. You know, Emilio Estrez just OD'd in the bathroom somewhere, and that was the end of the movie. <laughs> and the sad part about it is... <laughs> Even with the fear racism, people were less offended. <laughs> and all I'm saying, I fought the whole bit. I can't do it. The whole point of that bit was supposed to be, we will overcome. <laughs> and, he, and he doesn't overcome. 
didn't you know? overcome. <laughs> you know, that'll be the, 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 end of the day. End of the day, the brave little toaster ended up in the trash. They sing the sequel song. <laughs> they sing the sequel song. We didn't overcome after all. You know, all thanks to Triple H. You know, so it's funny because you guys know I like Triple H, but I always thought about the fact that wait a minute, you did a storyline. And I know you guys don't book way in advance. So you did this storyline where the whole thing is you will never be one of us. You are different from us. So you will never be champion. And step by step, you have these bookers and writers going with you. And then on the day of the paper, you're like, yeah, you know what? Fucking, I'm going to go over. Now I think about it. Didn't JBL get his first WWE championship match? He got a bunch of Mexicans deported. Dude, that guy ran him across the border. That was some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. Hey, 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 hey. Let's not be talking about DETs. Okay. That motherfucker jumped across that border and, <laughs> and they said, fuck it, title shot. <laughs> I always thought that was one that of the title. cooler that was one of the cooler things to me. Yeah. I, hate, I know I got hate for that, but I remember when I saw it, I thought that takes balls to be like out there. And, he, and the way he would do it was so much different from the way I know for a fact it's handled in real life. Because he did that shit the way somebody would chase like raccoons away from their garbage. It was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, like, they just chased, literally part. fucking chased them back across the that whole thing is when that one guy fell and he kicked him on the fucking ground. Oh, I lost it. You know, the only thing was missing from that was, get out, get out, get out, get out. If I could find it, holy shit, hold on. It was the greatest round to a title shot I've ever seen in my life. And the best part about that bit is right before uh, Kurt Angle tells who gets the title shot, see him sitting there excited with his US title, like, fuck yeah. But um, I'm the champion, but I'm also also on the front lines of this. You know? Oh my god! Oh, that is the stuff. I gotta, oh, I gotta find it now. Oh my god, that was fucking. That it was the good. greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just like back then, like people just weren't so damn sensitive about it. Like people just, oh my god, I found it. People just like, <laughs> pe- pe- and yeah, they pe- didn't have to be outraged to be seen, and that's how you have to be seen. In yeah. 2019, the way that you're seen, it's not by your talents, it's not what you contribute, it's how loud you can cry. Yeah, like, and it's like, Cornette, enough's enough already. Cornette said the best, like, people in this world nowadays are taught that, hey, if you if something happens, get offended. Like, yeah. it, it's not that black and white anymore. I love how I couldn't avoid that as hard as I tried. It's not that black and white anymore. Like, <laughs> Write it down, write it down. <laughs> it's not that black and white I fought anymore. that one as hard as I could I didn't do it that, but, uh, it doesn't matter if you're black or white we just need to all play that song <laughs> no we will not be playing that, song. <laughs> that I, you know people don't like to admit that there was a point where Michael Jackson jumped the shark and I think by, at that point he was jumping the shark those are just strange songs but yeah I, I found the clip when I sent it to you is the, it's, it's, the shark had sex with those kids but that's a different day oh my god hey stop it you don't know that for sure you can't be making <laughs> shit up about people yeah don't don't bring up that old hat it's very questionable you know you you i'm, I'm letting you ha- have the cosby one you know there's proof there there's no questioning that shit <laughs> but that's as far as my generosity is going to go you can't have uh you can't have michael i need more proof that's all i'm saying <laughs> You know, I just need more fucking proof like than how, they've given us. 
you can have Bill, but you can't have Michael. Uh, <laughs> I need more fucking proof, man. I'm sorry. There's just too many questionable things. Yeah. At too many things. No, too too open. You can have Bill, not Michael. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Oh Jesus! We have proof of the pudding pops. We don't have proof of the pudding. Write it down. Proof of the pudding. I got about that. Jesus, Jesus. Oh. Uh, proof of the pudding. Do we have the? Uh, damn, I haven't used it in so long. I don't even know where to. Here it is. Shit, like a last game night. Fuck you, me. <laughs> Oh, that well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like the canon of the Monday stuff, I haven't used in a while. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> I think Jim Cornette. Oh, so somebody needs to get Cosby's thoughts. Somebody needs to get like an interview in prison and be like, "What are your thoughts on this one?" Oh. This one, the answer is, I didn't rape those women. <laughs> oh, he zippity zippity. All right. <laughs> He, he's a lot I can't of believe he gets out and him and OJ do a buddy cop thing where they go try yeah. to find the killers and they're like this. Oh, you mean OJ? Ah! Hey, hey, hey! What's up, Twitter world? We don't want to talk about that LA thing. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen ruined OJ for me. <laughs> and every time I hear it, I think of that one scene from Who is America? Oh. Ah. Uh. Oh, Jesus. Moral of the story, kids. Man, I was thought me so damn sensitive. All right, so we, we got your your shit here. This was wonderful. This is the greatest route to a tile shot I've ever seen in my life. I'm here in the United States side of the Texas-Mexico border. I'm here to prove a point. You see, this is our most porous part of our entire border. It's basically uninhabited and unpatrolled. This is where hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants cross this border each and every year. Mexicans who come to our country and pay no taxes. I'm an American. I grew up in the state of Texas. I've made a fortune in this country that we call America. So I know what these type of people do to our economy. They take advantage of our health care system, our welfare system, and they send all their money back to Mexico and look to people like me to have to support people like them. Damn. That is it's like half of America. I forgot like how deep he goes in Texas. Texas. I know. I grew up right? here. Right? They're lazy. I'm Donald Trump. I support this message. Please give me a handout. That's why people like me who've made my own money have such outrageous taxes. To pay for people. I told you. I told you it wouldn't be long. Now I'm going to prove my point. I'm going to prove my point. Right there. It's a whole herd of Mexicans. <laughs> a whole herd of Mexicans. Texas is a bunch of people. herd. This is my time. This is so much worse than I remember. Holy shit. You tell your Mexican family that they better stay in Mexico. You tell everybody south of the border they better stay south of the border because this side of the border, John Bradshaw Layfield will be waiting.
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's so much worse than I remember. Are you confusing the word "worse" with "great"? A little of both. You know what I meant? Oh my god! It's Do you know JPL was Trump before Trump was Trump? Yeah, the, the it's OG. amazing. Just, just minus the mindless tweet hate. Oh, holy ah. shit! I forgot how much funnier that was. Oh my god. We should bring all that back. That's what WWE needs. There you go. They need a Donald Trump type character. I think we've. I think we glazed over the the show title. Talk brunch five year anniversary. A herd of Mexicans. Yeah. No. Oh, no. They said that shit like a walkers of the Walking Dead. That motherfucker said a herd of Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a, oh. the greatest. If, if JB, when they put JBL in the Hall of Fame, I need that story to be told. Oh yes, I need to hear a hillbilly Jim long speech about a herd of Mexicans. Oh my god, love it. Yo, JBL was such a fucking good champion. Just go shit like that. Who's complained about that when that aired? Exactly, not a fucking soul. Oh man. Oh, uh, who? Where was? Where was all the tweets when <laughs> Mexicals came out on their on their lawnmowers? You didn't hear. You didn't hear Eddie Guerrero on TMZ talking about some. Well, let's see. <laughs> Just tell me you don't like Mexicans. Yeah. Right. <sighs> oh, it's falling apart, man. I can't. I, that was way worse than I remember it being. Oh, man. <laughs> Like that was way worse. Yep. Sometimes you remember something, and when you go back, it's not that bad. I was just like, "Wow, he literally yeah. just chased him across." I love how he just like fucking punted that one, just fucking keep kicked his ass. Just, <laughs> I I I don't know why I remember fall, him falling on the ground and getting kicked. That motherfucker got kicked to the ground and crawled into the darkness. All right. Well, we all that was been was. Two two six shooters like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> okay, we gotta get the hell out of here. Next yeah, story. Exactly. Here we go. We gotta get gotta move along here. So um, okay. What the hell do we got going on here? Wait before he comes up with another one. Okay, this is this is a uh, wow. So that's Maya Lesnar. Is that his daughter? Maya Lesnar <laughs> is his daughter. She's the Minnesota is- State <laughs> Champion. Isn't that the same yeah. thing he was? Yeah. He's a handsome looking girl, let me tell you. Oh my god. Yo. <laughs> Can I zoom that in any more than oh. it is? I can't. I think that's the best we got here. Oh, Spartan Jesus, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. <laughs> oh my god. When that girl walks into Clonique, it says, here comes the pain. <laughs> In my perfect world, she does Brock's entrance. Yo, in the comments on one of the dirt <laughs> sheets. Before you get into that. I'm not going to laugh one... because I'm scared of him and his daughter. <laughs> Before but, uh, you get into that, for those who don't know, there is one rule to social media. Sometimes the comments are funnier than the thing itself. I won't Just... make it. I won't even now make it through the fucking comments. Listen, I won't even make it through the comment. I'm just going to just read one. I'm not going to laugh because, again, I'm scared of both of them. 
Yo, somebody put, she bow hunts the entire sheep it takes to clog up her monthly flow. (laughs) She bow hunts (laughs) the entire sheep. I don't give a shit if I go to suplex today. I'm laughing. Fuck that. You know what? When, she she looks when, when so much. Products, when your feminine products say Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> she looks so much like her father. <laughs> Yo. Now, is that Sable's daughter? No. It's, it's, I believe it's a wife he had before that. There's definitely no Sable in there. Oh, my God. That is. I mean, is, for God's sake! I mean, congratulations to the girl. God, God bless for your success. Yeah, God Christ. bless you for your. You clearly powerful. What the fuck is she holding? Aquaman's trident. <laughs> you don't tell her she's not prom queen. Did she fucking kill Aquaman on top of everything else? Like, what is this? Yo, God she punched in the face and took it from. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what it is, Squires? She punched the head off that guy at Lucha Underground, which is minus the glove. Dude, she looks so. If I don't look at her hair. You see Brock, right? <laughs> it's just Brock Lesnar smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, like, like if Squires could have sent this to me and I would have thought he worked on this. Like it, <laughs> she looks unbelievably I like her dad. That this was Photoshop for fucking sure. <laughs> and understand, people, this is not everybody saying she looks ugly. It's just she looks so much like Brock. That's what's so crazy about it. Like, she looks so much like him. Like, now go into that division and beat the fuck out of the people identifying as women, please. Get in there. Oh, Time to this kick is the some- kind of woman in, in her stocking for Christmas. It's, it's just full of Omaha steaks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's going to fall down. I just, lost all feeling in my arms. <laughs> <hit> my <fucking laughs> Everything just shut off and <laughs> fucking Omaha steaks. I can't believe we came back to that shit again. Kids Christmas list just says beef. Like you do not mess with her. Huh? <laughs> Disclaimer, I haven't said any jokes just because I'm still scared. <laughs> but you do not mess with this woman. Hey, I got my out. I'm not saying the girl looks ugly. It's just I've never seen somebody look so much like I never. She's handsome. That's all I, I'm saying. If you didn't know Brock Lesnar, though, would you still feel that way? You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the funny thing is, she looks like just the nicest human being on the fucking planet. Do we have any I other pictures of her, man, like that he, where she doesn't look just like Brock Lesnar? I don't know. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I've seen Oh, weak. Oh god, that's oh. my concern. Any other pictures where she doesn't look just like Brock? She looks like a. Oh my god, yo, I, I, I dare somebody has a balls to bully her. Like, I, okay, oh I'm looking. I have. To, I don't care if I'm holding up the show. I'm looking in Google Images. We need to see. We need to investigate this. What is going on here? Holy shit! Oh my god, <laughs> you're fucking yo, kidding me, right? To, Hold on a minute. So much Brock Rock with fettuccine on his head. That's uh, <laughs> Oh my god, I think I found another picture of her. <laughs> it's a Brock with fettuccine. 
<laughs> uh, we can't get that one zoomed. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Woo. All I'm saying is, if you crop the hair out, yep. all I think is here comes the I mean, wow. <laughs> that's true, you know? So you that's, why I'm just, that's the best line you can hear. You look like your dad. Yeah, I'll fuck you up like him too. Yeah. Suplex City, motherfucker. Yo, she is built like a tank, dude. She That's oh, a girl you take to a nice dinner at Golden Corral and just <laughs> let her have at it. You, I wish you wouldn't hold the door open for her. <laughs> I would hold it open so it doesn't get ripped off. <laughs> and thrown into the crowd at Raw or some shit, you know? <laughs> So now when she's married and, you know, they get the husband's just like, don't make me get my wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just... Don't make her come down there. <laughs> Ask your mother. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yo, oh, that's side by side. No. What? No. That's the artwork. That's it. No, okay. it isn't. <laughs> wow. She looks so much like Brock. It's so crazy. Like, and once again, disclaimer, not saying it's that she looks ugly. It's just like She looks like Brock. I, like if you she looks like Brock. Like <laughs> if you just had that picture and the top caption said cloning procedure complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Oh, God almighty. That would have been the greatest episode of Super Sweet 16 ever. Are you kidding me? You know what's crazy, though? She still has a deeper voice than her dad. <laughs> Does she? We don't even know. If she came after me, I would just have five myself. <laughs> right, fuck it. I'll take myself to Super Sweet 16. How intimidating Dr. is, he's... Well, you know... It's got a pretty high voice. Oh my god, can't believe it's been that high, kids. Because y'all motherfuckers better watch out. Payback will be a motherfucker in a whole different way. Spartan said it's Brock wearing a gold dust wig. <laughs> okay, that one she doesn't look as much like Brock. Oh, that front on like, and there it is again. God damn it! <laughs> Five years in, ladies and gentlemen, this is the bit. <laughs> See, that's her throwing another woman into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> the camera wasn't fast enough to catch it. <laughs> That's what happens when you tell her those pants do make her butt look big. <laughs> yeah, you know, that woman still hasn't come down. <laughs> she was thrown for distance. <laughs> oh my god. She'll hit the ground around the time Fallout 76 works. Oh man. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Okay. We here at Talk for us do congratulate Maya Lesnar on all of her achievements, though. Yeah, man. Yep. Inclu- including that throw. That, yep. That woman is gone. And DC gets their act together and need a granny goodness. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that is good. <laughs> so I, unexpected. I didn't expect any of this. <laughs> You'll get this anywhere else, all right? You'll get 10-minute bits about the fact that Brock's kid looks exactly like fucking Brock. It's on I'm Ryan Lesnar. Are you my date? It's on our Twitter. 
That'd be a blind day from hell, wouldn't it? You set me up oh. with broccoli and a wig? What the fuck? Like, yeah. It's crazy. Definitely crazy. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so it looks like Ring of Honor's been having some problems. Big surprise there, huh? That's the understatement of the year. Ring of first time I've heard about Ring of Honor in months and it's still the same to the bitch. Yeah, it's kind of like problems. Why would they be having any problems? I thought they were doing so great up until Rick mentioned it. No, yeah, that's just world champion. Why are we doing problems? Yeah. All right, what the hell do we got going on here? So from what we're hearing, uh, there was some conversation that leaked online. I guess this was some sort of a text message. I wonder how people's text messages wind up getting leaked. Uh, the password on their phone no more. Oh, this is Joey Mercury again. Remember, didn't we talk about that last week? Or did we not get around to it? I don't think we got around to it. Oh, wow. That was on the program. I guess we just never got to talk about the disgruntled Joey Mercury, where uh, he basically uh, was just talking about how bad things were in RH. They were talking about contract issues that were going on. Was that last week's story? And we just didn't do it? Yeah, we never got around to that, because I didn't remember that story. Yeah, he was pissed off with uh it might have not even been from last week then. Maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. You know, no one no one yeah, in the chat remember it, I'm sure it was in the headline and we never discussed it because I'd rather go back and talk about from the beginning because he's been exposing a lot of Ring of Honor's leaked text messages uh and leaked emails and this I leaked- never wait, I thought he was still backstage WWE. Oh my god, yeah, he's been off for a while. No nobody noticed. There it is. Okay. So uh, basically, he got removed from his position in Ring of Honor after their last UK tour. And uh, he basically said uh, that it was an unsafe environment. After he got back, he said that it was an unsafe environment for talent in and out of the ring. No security, no medical staff, no women on creative, worse looking wrestling on and off TV. No job description, nothing in terms of anything he suggested. Total breach on their end and everyone involved in that bullshit. Non-punctuation using grammatical pig fuck of a contract. And uh, yeah, this was aimed at Ring of Honor management, apparently. And he talked about the fan altercation with Bully Raider we discussed on here a few months ago and how the fan was brought to the back and given a talk about respect by Bully that was out, that was out of line. But Joey Mercury claims that uh, you can't blame security because they had none, you know. And uh, he basically put up a bunch of screenshots of um, just issues that they were having and just bad communications. Like Kelly Klein, apparently her contract, there were some problems with her contract where he said honorable ring of honor taken out of the hands of management that that adversely affects the furtherance of gender equality and empowerment of women i think i think as much so does kelly klein women of honor championing it with her permission and then he basically uh he releases this long email chain from kelly klein to uh greg i guess greg in management of ring of honor is this the same greg that that uh cornet used to talk about greg the office boy who he fucking hated and cursed out when he quit ring of honor could be. So that fucking guy went through the ranks after Cornette was gone, assuming it was him. But uh, yeah, I think it is him, as a matter of fact. But anyway, she said, hello, Greg. I wanted to speak with you about a few items in, in the contract. When we spoke briefly on Friday, I did not have questions regarding the amended portion of the contract. However, I have since reread the 
the rest of the contract, and I have a few things that I would like to clarify. In regards to the amendment, when we spoke on the phone, I asked if it was possible to make the yearly amount $24,000 to make each monthly check and even 2000 You said you couldn't do it because then you would have to pay all other women that amount. As each agreement is for each individual, I do not believe that my contract should have any bearing on anyone else's, just as no one else's contract has bearing on mine. There's also, of course, the confidentiality section in the contract, which should further prevent this from being an issue. Three items I would like to clarified and potentially modified in the contract include sections 8, 9B, and 19. In section 8, the company has the ability to terminate the contract at any time with 30 days notice. However, I, I did not see any termination rights for me. I would also like the right to terminate the contract with sufficient 30 days notice. In section 9B, release and grant of rights, there is a mention of some royalties that only appear to be applicable during ta- during the terms of the contract. If the company retains rights to my likeness and rights to sell any products using my names and likenesses, I would like it to be clear that any and all of the royalties would be paid even after the end of the contract. Finally, Section 19, waiver and release of liability, release the company of any responsibility, including in instances of negligence. I understand and acknowledge the inherent risk of performing in the manner of professional wrestlers. However, I am not comfortable waiver liability in instances of negligence. Please let me know when you have the time to clarify these items, and I'm happy to schedule a phone call or meeting before or after my work day during a break of time allowed. Thank you for your time and your help with this. So then the guy's name is Greg Gilliland. I hope I'm saying it right. So then he responds. He's like, hi, Kelly. While we have... While we have the non-disclosure agreement language, unfortunately, it seems that everyone knows everyone's deal regardless. I'm not suggesting that you would divulge it at all. It's just an assumption that I have to make. However, it is more so a fairness internally aligning the the, com- the completions for the division as it continues to grow. It things if things take off, I think is what he meant to say. If things take off or change for the better, we can review slash renegotiate at any time. In section eight, this protection that we reserve in all deals and one that has legal resisted change to over the year. It is one that we have not used to date slash would never use, quote unquote, just because it's self-governing in in that if we were to exploit or abuse this language, then our deals will mean nothing and talent would not want to work here. If we gave a mutual right, then the contract is essentially a month-to-month contract. Is that what you want? He has some valid point in that. I'll stop for a section here. Because what he's basically saying, he's talking about Section 8, they have the right to uh, terminate her with 30 days notice, but she doesn't see in there the right to terminate the contract with 30 days notice. His argument to that is, but if we both on both sides have the right to just give each other 30 days notice whenever one side wants to terminate the contract, then that doesn't make it a contract. Then it's just a month to month agreement because at any point us or you could quit. It defeats the purpose of the contract. So I do understand. I know a lot of people probably got lost in the business drill, but I do understand the point that he's making there. But I also understand hers where it's kind of like, OK, they could terminate you within 30 days if they no longer have a use for you. Or for whatever, for financial reasons, and then you have to figure out what you're going to do next. But if a better opportunity for you came along, you would be locked down by them. That's what she doesn't like. So it's complicated here because, uh, yeah, it really depends on where you sit. And that's the reason why the, the, the whole union thing has come into play many times. But unions would make things even more complicated. And 
stuff like this is the reason why people feel that it would end the business because there are certain things that are kind of one-sided here and you got to ask yourself now that i've broken down in layman's terms what would you do like how would you fix a situation like that where on one hand you have ring of honor who wants to have the right to terminate somebody's contract within uh 30 days but on the other hand uh you have the wrestler who they don't they're not cool with that because 30 days is short notice but they can't leave they're kind of locked down but if both people had that mutual agreement it's just month to month which is they become tna after that because then you never know when someone can uh be there to me i say that the answer is ring of honor shouldn't have that that's the even wwe even the great wwe doesn't have something like that that's crazy if you yeah. you either have a contract with this woman for two years, one year, five years, whatever the hell you're signing, or you don't have it. You can't have a contract with her with 30-day termination, one-sidedly, and she's not. It's like, because you're right. It would be month-to-month, but instead what you're doing is you're making it month-to-month on your side. You're making it a contract for her with the preference and option for you to really treat her like she's month-to-month. Because it's not security for her if you could release her within 30 days. It's just security it's for you. Talent. It's talent, not an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, should I write that one down too? Is talent not an apartment? So then he goes into, uh, he goes into 9B. Royalties are paid after your contract expires at 10%, even though the contract rate expires, and we reserve the right to continue selling compilations and t shirts with your likeness. With that said, we wouldn't produce new apparel after you left anyway. It would simply be liquidating old stock. We can add a sell off period or enter into a separate merchandising agreement at the end of any expiring talent agreement if you wish to do so, which, yeah, that's, that sounds like it's more than fair. He's basically saying, look, if you were gone, it's not like we would keep selling your merchandise and pushing you anyway, you know? So uh, what we would be doing is we would be getting rid of whatever leftover shit there is of yours here. Uh, but if you want, we will sign a contract specifically for that where there's like a expiration to how long we can do that. So he, he seemed to meet her halfway there. Then we get section 19 that he addressed where he says, we'll involve an internal review by our legal team. This is our standard liability language and would involve an extension risk analysis and management decision to change. I can raise the case. Okay. So the section 19, what the hell was that one again? Section 19 was the one where the, with the waiver and release of liability of, of any responsibility, including instances of negligence. Yeah. I, I kind of see. That's really one-sided there. What they're basically saying is that we basically take no responsibility for anything bad that can happen to you. You're signing a release that nothing bad can happen to you, including if we're included of being accountable for negligence. Even if we're neglectful at guaranteeing your safety, you're signing a waiver basically saying that you, that, that, that you can't sue us. And uh, that's the one that he didn't seem to really want to bend in at all, where it was kind of like saying, look, you know, this is something from the legal team. The lawyers told us to put that in there. And it sounds like lawyer talk. You know, basically, if anyone skimmed over this and looked at it, it sounds like, you know, some lawyer talk. But really, when you look at it in there, read between the lines, if you will, they're, they're basically covering their asses here. Now, I can't say if this is Ring of Honor directly or, or just the legal team that they hired. You know, this is the same as when you watch television and there's something that you can take that'll help you sleep better, but warning, might cause diarrhea and, you know, nightmares and loss of hair and twitching and seizures and dryness of mouth and bone loss and tooth loss and your asshole <laughs> might fall out. And it's like all these yeah, things... That's, that's experimental medication. This is right. a, a... <laughs> but the, 
But the point is, all of these things aren't put into because when people hear that with commercials, they always look at each other and they'll go, "Well, I won't have any of that." This is more they're trying to cover their asses. There might be a one, there might be oh point two percent of the population whose asshole falls out from this, and they don't want that oh point two percent to sue them. So they're covering all the things that it may cause or they may be accused of, also to discourage people from suing them. I'm not saying that this is right. Again, this depends on if you're part of the corporation or if you're the, the employee. But this definitely makes it safe for Ring of Honor because they can fire her whenever the fuck they want. As a matter of fact, she could work for them for two weeks and then she can get she could sprain her knee. And when she needs the time off, they could be like, fuck that. You're fired. 30 days, bitch. The only thing missing from that freaking honor contract was Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> we can just terminate your life at any time. <laughs> We're gonna have full control. You, know, when you have a, a, a such a, a a loose contract like that. How can you do anything with consistency and long term? Oh God! On both ends, you well, know what, what I mean. If you're but, only doing month to month, you can't do long term booking because you don't know if you're gonna hold up your end of the apartment or or if the talent's gonna leave. Yeah. In a lot of cases, maybe they're hoping that people won't look at it the way we just did. Maybe they're hoping that some of the talent will look at it like, oh, yeah, you know, it looks like contract shit and they sign it. But when you're really reading it, it's like, yeah, they're basically saying, look, we're going to sell your shit as long as we want to after you're gone until it's no longer profitable to us. If you get injured, that's on you. And at any time during no matter how long your contract is, if we get tired of your ass, we'll just tell you, look, you're fired in 30 days. It's it's very pro company, pro office. And this is what Joey Mercury started calling them out over. I guess he left there disgruntled. He he was angry. He took a bunch of screenshots of uh of I guess stuff that happened there that he was you know that pissed him off or just other conversations. But yeah, this is a story actually from a couple of weeks ago that has now just developed into the new parts that we're gonna get into. Let me see if any of these screenshots have any relevance in regards to uh to revealing anymore because I didn't realize that this was what the contract was and i'm super interested what do we got here i don't see them appearing don't tell me it's one of those delete tweet things you know don't do that anymore they should make where you're not allowed to delete tweets there is no more of a delete button you got to live with your choices this is like a telltale game with no reload you know yeah you do that all of a sudden some people just go go fucking silent on twitter that'd be good oh it'd be great wouldn't it some people just shut the fuck up on twitter oh my god yeah. You know what? I just don't go to as much social media anymore. You know, that's my way of dealing with it. I just don't go to much social media. Yeah, I'm trying to bring this up. Now, I don't think there's anything relevant here. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. Mm, right. You know, it doesn't look like anything significant. All right. So let's get to the current stuff. What's the new update here? Sorry, guys. I got a lot of different papers in front of me in regards to this. So, uh, yeah, he released some text messages, apparently, which I'm going to get those up on the screen in a minute. Apparently, this is more, more of, uh, Greg Greg Gilliland and this is him having a conversation with Flip Gordon which I guess Flip Gordon has some sort of a backstage role like he does he help with the booking or something or or what the hell or is he just giving his uh (laughs) okay let me look here holy shit there's so much text going on here yeah it's a big back and forth war I guess I should just put it on the screen this is coming from ringside news rather than people with the audio just sitting there in silence thinking what is he doing he working us but yeah look just so you can see what I'm looking at here there's like a big back and forth war with uh Joey Mercury here with the Greg guy now you attack me after months of what blowing smoke up my ass to get a bigger paycheck you want me to pay you more than people 
that actually care about the business and not manipulating talent and their pay. I guess I didn't see it coming and I am a sucker. I can take that. Nice guys get burned. That's, uh, hmm. Giving me a non-binding contract will not stand in court. Bigger paycheck. No bigger paycheck. I quit. I have zero offers. Unemployed. I want no paycheck from you. You want me to pay you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, a bunch of shit going on here, as you can see. Then the Kelly Klein thing comes up there. What do you guys think about this contract situation? It's terrible business. Like, it was just, it's kind of like what Squire said. Like, if you're going to lock somebody into a contract, lock them into a contract because that way you can actually plan stuff. You can't give somebody a six month reign as ROH world champion if you don't know if they're going to be there even through month one. But that's the thing. They are locking them into contracts. They're, they're locked in. They can't leave. They could just be fired whenever the hell they want. You know, they're yeah, definitely so they, it, it makes it even worse. It's like if you have plans for your future and one day it's like a child with a toy. It's just like. Next thing you know, like, what do you do? Like, If you didn't have a backup plan after ROH, what happens when they just get bored? Like that puts a lot of wrestlers in a really dangerous situation because not everybody could yeah. just get signed everywhere. So what happened here with the Flip Gordon thing is I guess they, they were booking. You guys know that they've been having some numbers problems lately. So Flip Gordon text, uh, I guess he texted Greg guy and he put, uh, or he texted, uh, Joey Mercury and he said, fucking embarrassing. Why are we running such big venues that we can't fill? And I guess, uh, he then sent that to Greg and, you know, saying that's from Flip. And then Greg, no pun intended, put Flip the question. Why can't we fill them? Ask Flip why he can't draw. Well, we can go back to 500 person buildings, but I don't need to pay Thailand big salaries or overproduce that. So basically, Greg is saying, look, at the end of the day, you know, Flip is, Flip should be good enough and he isn't, which is kind of fucked up to say, um, you know, whether it's true or not. It's funny that he released all of this though. So then what do we have here? And even without the scaling, we can ask fans to move to one side. Difference is SmackDown still has 2K fans, which you can can do that with. When there's 700, it's tough. To be honest, this shit is just months of negative to add on to everything else. And then uh, I, I'm guessing this is Joey Mercury replying back saying, It would seem to me that if the talent and production were investments and we put them in smaller packed houses, at least it would look good and save money on big venues. If you let flip disregard all codes of honor and young buck his way up the card. He very well could draw flip is a talent NXT NXT. Oh, not a promoter. I don't know why I thought that's NXT, not a promoter. Who is, who is the promoter months of negative to come? What am I missing? And then the, and then the guy goes flip code of honor guy doesn't want to be here. Why hold him back? What good is talent? If they don't sell running smaller venues, won't make us any bigger or better. And then uh, he goes on to say, when will you have five minutes? And uh, yeah, so yeah, it sounds like they're spinning in circles over there, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. This does none of this sounds positive. And uh, there's another one here. Let me see if I could get back. Should I pull back? I didn't realize there was one more before I left. These the guys went from number two company to last place. They're in like a few like, years. Impact has lapped them in God knows oh, how yeah. long. Like, so here's more of the conversation. So he says. That is the, that is big picture thinking. Like when I suggested four different times, Marty up at the garden, the reasoning was we always strip the guy and, and then they leave. It's not a valid, logical, nor lucrative reason. And then, uh, 
he goes on to say, well, we knew Taven would stay, but we couldn't get him over. And then uh, I'm guessing the other guy goes, so in hindsight, would you say Marty would be a choice? Because he's over already, then have Taven take from Marty? And the other guy goes, I still split the choice. On us was, well, was on us to sell it. It was on us to sell it, I guess. I don't know what the fuck that means. Because that seems logical in hindsight. However, it was, it was in my foresight. And he says, can wash it against the Enzo bit, but that really bit us. So back to ground zero. What's next? What's the next big play if Marty leaves? And that's sort of where the text messages end. Oh, it doesn't sound, it sounds like they wanted to get, well, look, we talked on here about this. I don't know what they were thinking when it was like, hmm, the Bullet Club's leaving. We don't have the box or any of these guys anymore. So I think we have no choice but to pull the trigger. Time to push Matt Haven. I said that from the beginning. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, am I missing something? The most over Matt Taven has ever been was when he was with the Hoopla Hotties back in the House of Truth and not the serious House of Truth, the comedic House of Truth that had Scarlet and the other chick. And they would go in the ring doing the doing the finger cuff gangbang entrance through the ropes. You guys remember that? The Hoopla Hottie entrance? (laughs) That's what I remember. That's how I remember fucking Matt Taven from. I've said before, ROH made the extra, the background dancer in the kingdom, a world champion. The one nobody ever talks about. You have to be world champion. You like where there was no logic in that whatsoever. And I, I think what they meant by like it was up to us to to sell it. I guess they say like, oh, it was up to us to get Matt Taven over. The second coming of Jesus is not getting Matt Taven over. Okay. Like yeah, Matt Taven just should have never been be. anywhere near that world champion with his little bootleg ass kingdom or any of that shit. Yeah, like like Spartan Jesus said, Ari used to be such a reputable and successful company, and he doesn't know what happened to them. Almost seems like a WCW scenario. No, what happened to them was everybody. Everyone raided their talent. Yeah. And I, before there was even an AEW, I was saying it's only a matter of time before NXT picking their talent is going to eat at them. And uh then we got AEW now on top of it. It's like they got caught in the middle. If it wasn't for Ring of Honor, a lot of this wouldn't have even been happening. They're the ones who brought in the Japan guys way before. SEMA and all those guys that you guys are seeing now. You know, I, w- I was watching SEMA when Ring of Honor was bringing the Dragon Gate guys in. Back when he was part of that two mixer versus blood generation feud, which you guys probably never heard of those stables before. And I mean, these guys w- have been going way back. Ring of Honor is the reason a lot of this is happening. And now look what happened. I think they were a victim of very unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, you know. they got lost in the shovel. Like, they, they got drowned and everything. I mean, it's not long before Marty Scroll goes to AEW, right? It's not long before Marty Scroll goes anywhere that's not there. At this point, I no mean, matter where. Had, just ROH really have Marty Scroll, the Briscoes. I mean, yeah, the Briscoe, but I mean. The Briscoes, realistically, like nobody, they don't have the balls to get rid of the Briscoes. They can't. They won't have anybody. <laughs> I'm Is Tessa Blanchard there? No, Tessa's an impact. Oh, that's right. Tess is about to challenge for a world championship. <laughs> Tess is not going to be in, um, in ROH doing fuck all. <laughs> no, that's, for that, that's right. So I'm I mean, for that really they only got right now. four main guys. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, this, this is what it kind of is.
he doesn't even do it that. He used to do a sequence where it would look like he was banging the girls from behind, like as they climbing the ropes, and they would like it was just crazy. That's what got him over was being with the hoopla hotties. The hotties were more over than he was, and then that Scarlet girl went on to do her own thing. <laughs> so basically, in reality, Matt Taven has never actually been over. Everybody around no. him has been over, and he just happened to be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he stinks. <laughs> I've heard better cheers at children's wakes. You know what I mean? Damn. Oh, Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. I, I mean, dude, children, children's wakes are really quiet. What do you want? <laughs> you know, why are you so offended by this fact? I, I wasn't offended. I just didn't oh, believe me. I'm not so easy don't play on Twitter. I, yeah, I, I just wasn't expecting that. Like, damn. Yeah. And Marty Skrull, he does have some new merchandise out. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I have not. Let me see if we could get this up on the screen. There we go. Marty Skrull merchandise. Okay, so what's interesting about this is that uh, this is, it has um, um Culture City logo on it. Culture City is a company that worked with AEW in a lot of their events. And just another note that's interesting is that as soon as this was put up, it was immediately taken back down. They might have realized, oh, shit, this is this is too early. But uh, there's a high possibility of what you're looking at. They accidentally put on the site too soon. That might be Marty Scurll's villain enterprise stuff for AEW is the speculation that's going around. It could be. I mean, let's be real. The pop, if his music hits in AEW, is going to be unreal. Yeah. I mean, there's somewhat of a, a rustling renaissance starting back up again. And why would you want to be in a company that really isn't being exposed at the moment? If you're in the prime of your career, you got to get the heck out of there. Yeah. If you want to just, even if you're not even in your prime, if you want to just matter for more than two seconds... Yeah. When there's when it's not something terrible happening, you got to get out of there. Yeah, that company's dead in the water, man. and it's sad because they shouldn't be because they, besides WWE, they probably have the most money behind them. They were killed though; they didn't die. They were killed, literally. They were killed. I watched. I, I watched I mean, them be killed. So that company, that company, could be AEW now. If they didn't sit back and rust on their morals, and they would have went national, and they would have got themselves on TV. They are owned by a broadcast company, and it's ridiculous. If I want to watch ROH, I got to go on a computer and watch it. They should have been on TV. They should be what AEW is now, and if they were, then they'd be the number two company right now. And they sit there, and they set on their thumbs, and they let some other company come in. And take their talent, because why do? What's a wrestler's main goal? Is to get on TV. Problem is, they had a TV spot. I used to watch ROH on TV. Like everything else, just crushed them under the weight of everything else going on. East Coast, you can get ROH. They had HD Net. I remember years ago that I used to watch them on HD Net. Then they went to the website, and uh, I forget what channel they went after that. Yeah, no, it was, it was only available in certain markets. I was fortunate to have it for a while, and then they, they went off of there. And yeah, you know, they needed more exposure. I think that the internet thing should have worked. They should have been more vocal about the fact that their episodes were available online, though. They should have made yeah. that more of a thing. It was like, I feel like I advertised on this show more 
that you could watch the weeklies online than I've ever heard them do. I used to constantly directly link to the episode, not to ringofhonorwrestling.com, where you don't even have to look at a fucking big graphic in the beginning with a banner, and there's bar, there's a toolbar on the top, and you're not sure what to click, and you're navigating. No, I used to, every single week in the chat room and on our own social media, give the direct URL link to when you click it, you're at the window that plays the weekly episode, which is something that they needed to do at least once, you know? No one wants to go and see the front of a site. Most people probably aren't going to buy the full navigator or even know that this is the weekly episode. That should have been in the forefront, automatically playing. You know, I don't think that it was the Internet that was the problem. When you're like, ah, we're okay, we're good. Yeah, never get comfortable. They weren't. They weren't. I, I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. They were rated. They allowed themselves. They allowed themselves to be rated. They should be AEW right now. AEW gives you incentive to want to be there. I I feel like they should be NXT. And the reason I say this is because I'm I'm unable to watch an NXT match nowadays that doesn't have all of the Ring of Honor guys. Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee and ACH was there for a while, obviously. And uh the you know, the the Viking Raiders and I mean I mean who isn't from Nigel McGinnis? It's like their top tag team is one of ROH's most infamous teams, next to the Briscoes. Yeah. And they allowed themselves to get picked apart and they didn't do anything to expose themselves and this is what you get. You get Matt Taven as your champion and you get thirty day contracts. Congratulations, you're an indie a a a, a below grade indie now when you were number two. Yeah, it's pretty sad. You know. We could have been avoided though. I don't know, man. I feel like, again, I'm going to stick with, I think they, I really truly feel like they're, they're victims, you know, like it, it happened so fast, <laughs> you know, like it happened so fast to them. So, uh, yeah, we'll never know, unfortunately, though. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of Jordan Miles, as he did come up in that, he's been okay. officially released. Like now they officially, they haven't, they didn't announce it on their website like they normally like to do, you know, but look at this. He put up something there. Look at that. He said, hey, Vince McMahon, can't hold me down no more. This is for the wrestling culture. All I'm saying, Jordan, is um, first ever pre-show match of the takeover. Isaiah Scott wrestled. And the hashtag. Just saying. Not, 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 not assuming anything, but I mean, he don't got a shirt either. So, yeah. Did they, re- did they release Jordan Miles on tout? <laughs> they didn't release him on tout, though. They released them on the oh. AOL Messenger, maybe. <laughs> they went on Umoggle or whatever that oh, thing is. God. <laughs> oh my god, he got released on chat roulette. They said <laughs> that uh they said that his locker was cleared out at the performance center and that those who saw it go down felt that the company was sending a very clear message according to Fightful.com. Yeah, be happy when you get a fucking shirt and stop bitching like <laughs> his belongings were in clear sight of the locker room so everybody could see. They wanted you to see that this is thus emptying this motherfucker's locker, taking his shit out of here. I told you guys that they can't wait. When this first happened, I was like, yo, they can't wait to get rid of him. It's just, it's an annoyance. Like, you're not proving anything. You're not making some revolution. You're being a pest. I think they put (laughs) one of those shirts in his bag. Oh, God, I hope so. Oh, I'd have have done it. Just one last fuck you, and then make sure the make sure the smile's looking right at him when he opens it. Yep, that's just harsh. Make, though. Sure, make sure he opens that bag and sees Jordan Miles. 
And yes, Barton Jesus is right. Like, he put on this fucking grand ass spectacle. Like, you think you're not going to just get the silent fuck you goodbye? Like, motherfuckers got better shit to deal with. We had two war games matches. We ain't got time for your shit. So then things got a little bit interesting. I guess he wants to take people down with him, or are people willing to go with him? Because, uh, so, uh, Big Swall, you guys remember Big Swall, right? Sort of. Kind of. No? No one remember Big Swall? Black chick. Big swole that don't big nope. big swole that don't even look that swole. So she tweets to Jordan Miles and she says uh, something like "Welcome back, brother" or something like that. I guess you know they're friends or something. And he tweets back and he goes, "Not done, saving your hubby too." Now, for those of you that don't know, Big Swole is married to Cedric Alexander. So it was just interesting that ACH decided to go not done saving your hubby too which if you recall when the black and white for the culture thing started cedric was one of the first people to hashtag the for the culture in response to ach and make his image black and white oh god i feel like cedric's gotten done really good for himself though right cedric's actually accomplished it yeah, he's gonna screw it up yeah like that great don't don't follow this fucker like it's a motherfucker got a t-shirt and a title shot the same three month period and bitch and like don't don't follow him I remember they had four black guys in Ring of Honor, and out of the four of them, he was the one that I didn't think was going to make it to to WWE, and he was the only one that did. They had ACH, Tidarius Thomas, Caprice Coleman, and Cedric Alexander, and they were two teams who used to go up against each other. And Cedric wound up being the most successful out of all four. Yeah, and I remember thinking it would be ACH. And now ACH literally is the one who did the least. I mean, at the time, (laughs) Cedric was out of shape, though. Like, WWE Performance Center equipment has definitely done good for him oh yeah dude looks fantastic so he earned it you know but don't yeah, mess as far as you need a hashtag to do it yeah don't mess it up for him just because it's messed up for you right you won championship you did more than just get lashed out by adam cole later yeah no i don't know um the way that he he acted just made it, it's it, and it's the new culture man yeah you know? why and complain and everybody feels bad for you afterwards whenever you're offended you have the right to go public and be an asshole with no repercussion no, and it's just like, it's so funny. It's like, it's always just like, oh, yeah, WWE doesn't like black people, even though we let a black guy win at WrestleMania. Ridiculous. Dude, like, it's just, like I said, the funny thing is, I refuse to call him ACH ever again because ACH was a talented wrestler who actually earned this shit. Jordan Miles is a whiny little bitch. Let's be real. All right. Like, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. Motherfucker, you got to win a tournament, get a title shot, and get a t shirt. Isaiah Scott has not gotten a title shot. Well, he's got a title shot, but he still has no T-shirt. But you don't hear him talking about for the fucking culture. You know why? Because he's for his fucking self. The only thing that actually matters in this shit. And uh, I, I hope him and Colin Kaepernick get in an apartment and a bunch of cats and just whine and bitch all day. Yeah, he'd be right with yep. it. So then Triple H put in regards to him doing all this on Twitter. He put that ain't the place to do it. This was in the NXT Takeover War Games conference, the teleconference. He said that ain't the place to do it. We all have phones. You handle your business like a professional. And uh, so that was Triple H's opinion about the ACH situation. And then Oni Larkin went on to social media in regard- response to Triple H saying you handle your business like a professional. And in all caps, he put the mature professional thing to say will be no comment and have a private conversation promoter to independent contractor instead of burying talent publicly to the media that's how i do business it's all about the game and how you play it so yeah everybody kind of has the same consensus of you handle this the dumbest possible way 
I'll still never forget the fact that he called, like, what do you call Jay Lethal Uncle Tom? Why? Because Jay Lethal actually became world champion without a hashtag? Is that it? The fact that all that time in ROH, you did fuck all? Like, <laughs> so he never turned his caps off when he's tweeting, but who is he? It's like, I don't know. The only Larkin thing's kind of weird to me because we know he's also disgruntled. I think only looks at a sense of, like, yeah, he might have had issues. But he needed he but only didn't make some dramatic spectacle. I mean, yeah, he made it clear he wanted to leave, but he just didn't come up with all the bells, whistles, neon signs and shit like fucking Jordan Miles did. Yeah. Like Jordan Miles to Jordan Miles made it look like, hey, it's a virus series weekend, but talk about me instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. It's such a such a pain in the ass. And Triple H also in this uh conference, he spoke a little bit about the uh the NXT, what we talked about last night in regards to the invasion and the crossover and stuff, and if we're going to be seeing more of it. And uh, he said, I don't think that is the intent. Not that it won't happen, but the intent is for NXT to be what it's been, and that's a standalone brand. It's a different feel and texture than Raw and SmackDown. This is a moment in time with Survivor Series becoming that one time a year where all of these brands can go against one another. I think the split will be more defined after Sunday. So he basically sounds like he has no intention of messing up what his NXT stuff is. He wants to do his own thing. Until Night of Champions. And what? Until Night of Champions. When? When's that? <laughs> I don't know when Night of Champions is, but you don't think NXT should be involved in Night of Champions after they were in Survivor Series? I mean, maybe be involved, but not like the whole cross-brand and stuff like they were doing for Survivor Series. They need the crossover right now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the bad part. Is they need to cross over. Our whole, uh, NXT's been the best it's been because of this whole crossover uh, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. That's what's been yeah. Well, they need Raw and SmackDown need the crossover, not NXT. I mean, but it helps NXT. It, it definitely, I mean, NXT would need it the least out of the three, but it helps NXT in the situation they're in because they're the ones fighting AEW every week while Raw and SmackDown are just sitting there by themselves doing their thumbs. Yeah, well, I think that at this point, going up against a company, a rival company that clearly has the edge at times, is a good idea for you to just keep bringing in your star power. You could go back to the NXT stuff at a later point, you know, when you're not in direct competition with someone. Exactly. Well, here's hoping. I mean, let's look at the, uh, since we're talking about the competition, I guess we should look at some of the ratings, right? Yeah, because it was an interesting one this time around. Yeah, because for the first time, NXT, and I told you guys, I said, it's coming up. I said, it's knocking on their door. So Showbuzz is reporting that NXT had 916,000 viewers versus AEW Dynamite's 893,000. They brought in a point thirty nine, a point three nine, and 18 to 49 adult demographic. WWE brought in a point thirty. Now, you can say that this is because of the fact that they had all, I mean, if we, we didn't talk about NXT because TakeOver came and, you know, Survivor Series, but the whole show was practically just the third brand. Like, you had everyone show up, Bailey and Rollins and all of the different characters from the different shows. Raw and SmackDown people were fighting each other in the middle of NXT people fighting. Yeah. There was all kinds was of stuff every, going on. It was everybody fighting on NXT. Yeah. So, but the people are saying maybe that that's the reason that once you don't have the stars crossing over anymore, they won't happen. But I guess they kind of knew because Triple H said that thing about how it's an open door policy. You yeah, know? they they knew they knew exactly what they were setting themselves up for that week. They're like, hey, everybody's gonna show up now. Yeah, and uh, 
then Jericho tweeted and he said, remember guys, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But last night wasn't a true NXT show. Now was it Schmoopy? Schmoopy. <laughs> and he, he's right. He's right. But at the same time, you can't have it both ways. You can't on one hand in every interview say mm. that the reason why AEW is superior is because they have real stars on there, not developmental stars. And uh, all of the real stars that are on there, when you hear names like Chris Jericho and, uh, you know, whatever other names he used, then, then, you know, the people realize that these are really important stars. And then when a company that has real stars simply shuffles them over to a different part of their their uh, company, you go, well, that wasn't you can't do that. You know, it wasn't the real NXT show. Well, according to you, you shouldn't be going up against, you know, developmental. So they kind of gave you that. There's a reason AEW is not on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. No shit, right? You know, and all they did was, you know, and all they did was dip their toe in, you know. Cody Rhodes, on the other hand, uh, he didn't really have much of a retort. He said in his social media, take it on the chin, learn from it, get up off the mat and get to work. Excuses are for assholes. Yeah, good way to look at it. Like, hey, we took a hit. Fuck it. Let's just run it back again next week. Let's see. I want to see. I'm very curious. Take it on the chin. Yeah. There was no good take on the chin. I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah. On the other hand, Showbuzz Daily is reporting that SmackDown pulled in an average of 2.6 million viewers, which was up from last week's 2.35 million. So this is once again also sort of being attributed to the fact that we had crossover and people were tuning into all of the shows at the time in order to determine who was going to show up from what show and what they were going to do. So whether or not they're going to be able to sustain that increase is yet to be determined. But, uh. It seems to fluctuate. You know, there's a lot of things to factor in. I don't think that this is the best wrestling season once Survivor Series is over. I think that December can be really dry. Don't we get like a tribute to the troops and a bunch of Christmas shit? Yeah. It doesn't December, pick up until February. December is a weird month when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. You know what just, December is? What? December is typically when Big Show becomes champion. You stupid. I oh, go. I, I, I listen. You go back and look at all of his title runs, November, December, Jan- it's always in that slow month is when Big Show was champion. Well, I mean, now we got the shitty big guy, so we ain't got to worry about that. Yeah. So, yeah, the ratings are looking a bit different across all brands um, this week. And it is it, uh, Survivor Series could have a lot to do with it, you know? Yeah. I think what's going to really determine if that fact is true is if we don't get any crossover at all this week and then we see what happens. Yeah, that's definitely because I mean, we can't act like the fact that we knew Raw and SmackDown were going to show up on Wednesday didn't make NXT a little bit more interesting because a lot of those people have never been down there or they're old alums that haven't been down there in forever. Yeah. And, uh, we also have Raw, who brought in an average of 2.127 million viewers, up from last week's 2.57 million viewers. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, everything, again, everything is up, and I think it has a lot to do. When you look at all three brands being up, it's, uh, that, that has a lot to do with Survivor Series. So, yeah. It's a good week for them. You know, we knew it was a good oh, yeah. week for them, you know. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with the cross. Nothing wrong with some crossover helping the numbers. If it helps, hey, all to them. Yeah, that's, if, that's what was going to make this war fun. Is we knew it was going to go back and forth for one reason or the other. And you push people. You push people in one direction or the other. Exactly. Sometimes you make them to where point where they're conflicted. It makes it even more fun. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
So uh, the fun with Ring of Honor actually isn't even over there because as we okay. talked about the situation with Kelly Klein, uh, where she was discussing her contract, apparently she's been fired. Um, according to BJ Widmer, who's her husband, she was fired by email. So that might be in retaliation to the fact that she gave Joey Mercury permission to reveal that email conversation about her contract, but she was fired. Uh, he, BJ Whitmore tweeted saying, now that the cat is out of the bag, yes, my wife Kelly Klein was fired by Ring of Honor COO Joe Koff via email Tuesday morning. Not a phone call, an email. Kelly is still very much suffering from post-concussion syndrome and was fired while still injured. And then according to PW Insider, they said uh, Ring of Honor's response was, we don't generally discuss personal issues, but they seem to have made it public. We didn't fire Kelly Klein. We just notified her that we would not be renewing her contract. Ah, you smart bad. You see, and this goes back to what I was saying about the contract. You see what you, <laughs> they're good. If they had money, they would, they would be even better, but they're good. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you see. Oh, so, kicking the nuts was great. If they had money, they'd be even better. Very smart. Very smart office talk. They know the art of office talk, huh? Huh? Oh, God. Yeah, it is nuts. And like I said, it's, it's getting bad. It's getting really bad in regards to, uh, Everyone's being a little bit more aggressive with this war going on, you know, as much as it's funny, because in the beginning, everyone was like, it's not a war, you know, yet there's casualties. So what the hell would you call it? Pretty much. Seems like a war to me. It's more open than the last war, because the Monday night wars, you would hardly ever hear one company directly mention the other one. Ah, WCW did all the time. They haven't mentioned them by name. They would always say that the, the people up north, you know, you yeah, would never yeah. know who the hell they were talking about. And when I'm coming around to bite them, too. Yeah. Hugo Savinovic, he recently spoke to High Spots podcasts a little bit about uh the war and about Vince McMahon because I you know, obviously he he has some insider information. Um I would assume, but he basically says that uh Vince was haunted. Is gonna give Vince the money. So Vince still is still haunted with not giving Jericho a better offer and one Let's of the things that is still affecting Vince, and I think that's why he signed that contract of Randy Orton right away, because Randy Orton was pushing the envelope of saying to WWE, if you don't sign me, I'm going to be a free agent. And guess what? Khan is going to give me the money. So Vince still is still hunted with not giving Jericho a better offer, and he's not going to make that same mistake again. I know Vince, and uh, he's a visionary. And he is not going to make that mistake again of not giving the right talent that he wants to keep the money they need before somebody else like Tony Khan and Cody signs him up. Jericho has become one of the things that is still affecting Vince. And I think that's why he signed that contract of Randy Orton right away, because Randy Orton was pushing the envelope of saying to the if you don't sign me, I'm going to be a free agent. And guess what? Khan is going to give me the money. So Vince still is still hunted with not giving Jericho a better offer. And he's not going to make that same mistake again. I know Vince. And stop it. Why does it loop? Go away. But yeah. Um, so nice. He had to say it twice. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get the damn thing to stop there. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, here's the link to anyone who didn't hear it twice. And uh, this could be one of the reasons for the contracts. Like he doesn't know who to keep. But remember at the time with the Jericho thing, there, it didn't seem like there was an option to go anywhere else. Yeah, that is very true. But I mean, losing Jericho definitely was a 
a hit for sure. Like for Jericho all these years and now almost 50 years old to still be as effective as he is in the business, any company that loses him is going to take a hit. So yeah, definitely Hugo makes a good point. That's probably to this day still bugging Vince and Vince doesn't want to have another Jericho leave. Yeah. Who would have he'd have lost Randy Orton? That would have been rough. Like, yeah, but Orton was just screwing around. You know what I mean? Orton just wanted yeah. more money. He wanted to make him sweat. <laughs> Orton just knows how to get under people's skin. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Going back to the ratings a little bit, though. Uh, WWE Backstage did 180,000 viewers, and uh, that's up from last week's 80,000. So they got 100,000 viewers. Why did it jump? Yeah, you know, so they're, they're climbing. That was definitely thanks to uh to CM Punk being there. No, it's going to be interesting that happens. I think, didn't we talk about before how Punk's not going to be there like every single week? But they're not going to tell What's, you what weeks. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. It's also going to be like, what happens when they look up and they don't see Punk there? Like, is it immediately like, okay, new channel? Like, yeah, exactly. And uh, while we're talking about Randy Orton, we talked a little bit about the feud that Randy Orton had last week with Tony Khan, where Tony Khan uncharacteristically um, addressed Randy Orton with the, well, he addressed the WWE when he joked about the Saudi Arabia thing and about wrestlers on an airplane. And uh, this caused Randy Orton to reply. And in turn, Randy Orton basically said, uh, you know, he tweeted a controversial story about Tony Khan's family in response. So Tony Khan afterwards replied, continuing the story, he said, I thought you only tagged me in your post when you were grasping for leverage. That article is over a year old. Plus, it is about a baseless claim made about my dad years ago. That's the best you can do. Nothing. Meanwhile, in the time since that was written, you use the N word on Twitch. And then uh, Brandy Rhodes replied and she put, that's the end of the fight. TKO. And then uh, Randy Orton replies and he says, why else would I tag you? If I wanted to talk business, I'd call your father. And he puts like a little emoji, a little smiling emoji. So yeah, they're mean on there, huh? The hell's that all about? <laughs> don't be that guy, Tony Khan. Trust me, don't be that guy. Stay off of social media when it comes to the rest right. of us. You go fuck around. And, you go fuck around and Becky go jump in that shit. And, you know. All right. What's next on the agenda? Yeah. Any other stories you guys want to get into? I still have a whole program in front of me. I just don't want to waste time on shit that no one cares about. Ellsworth got engaged. Come on, man. We ain't got time to talk about make-a-wishes here, all right? That's not on the program. Oh, oh I got one here. So how about Mar Ronaldo? Uh, apparently... Is he the fighter? His, oh. No, his feelings got hurt by Corey Graves. At least that's allegedly what happened here. Um, let's see. What do we have here? So, I don't know. Was Mar Ronaldo during, during uh, TakeOver, would you say that he was the most vocal of all of the commentators? I mean, he was being moral. <laughs> I'm what I'm asking you. If you had to measure who you heard the most, who would you say? Would you say it was him? Um, I mean, I usually, yeah, I usually hear him more than everybody else. So it's not like it's anything different. Because Corey Graves is sort of implying, at least from what I'm seeing in this tweet, that uh, maybe Morrow talks too much. Because he says, just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. It almost sounds like what he's implying is that uh, Morrow and all, you know, was just not letting everyone else speak. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. But then a fan 
tweeted and said, I just tuned on TakeOver. How many Chicago rap references has Mauro made so far? And then Corey tweeted, far, far too many. And then after this, which it could be connected, it could not be, but Mauro deleted his whole Twitter account. And uh, this caused everyone to uh to get really angry. Like, first of all, Corey Graves first spoke to Dave Meltzer, where he said, you're uninformed, false narrative. You're an uninformed, false narrative pushing liar. My phone works. You're a quote unquote journalist, right? You can find my number. So this is Corey Graves to Meltzer. It's like the, 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 the talent is getting really annoyed with the dirt sheets there. And then this caused hashtag fuck Corey Graves to, uh, to start trending across the internet because they felt that he hurt Mar Ronaldo, which, uh, I don't know if he said anything that would warrant deleting an entire Twitter account. Or am I missing something? He may, even if he was complaining about Mauro in those tweets, is that enough to make somebody leave Twitter? I don't believe it. I mean, Mauro's kind of been this baby before. This is kind of his MO, isn't it? Somebody says something against him, and then he gets all... We spoke about that on here a couple years ago when it happened, where it's like, you just can't be that person, you know? We spoke about before. With you know. him and JBL. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. You know, we spoke about how sometimes. Yeah, you can't be that person. It, it, ideally, you should live in a world where, or at least that's the argument. You should be able to live in a world where no one says anything fucked up about you. But because you don't, you have to be prepared to be strong enough to take it. Yeah. Gotta grit your teeth and bear it sometimes. I don't think that the right way to go about things is to crumple, which is what I see a lot of these guys doing. You gotta stay in your ground and fight sometimes, like. Stay in your damn lane, for fuck's sake. Exactly. You know, to simply stay in your lane. So, uh, what else do we got news wise? See, we're starting to actually trim it down a bit. It's crazy. Holy we were never shit. Able to Remember do the days anything. when we couldn't even get through half the shit? Nah, because we would use the middle of the show to argue about SJW bullshit. Yeah. You know? That's a lot of the news stories. Remember, 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 when, remember when Hogan said used to take half the fucking show? We get him out in 30 seconds and I'm sad towards like, <laughs> It's sad. It's Hogan. Yeah, why do you miss Hogan? He's, he's not like he's ever gone anywhere. He's been here your whole life. You know? No, I know, but it, don't you miss the show being Hogan news and not people being offended over stupid crap? Right. Yeah. Laughing no, about Hogan stuff. If you mean in that sense, you know. Because I was going to say, like, holy shit, Hogan's been there for me more than my own father if we were going to talk statistical time. <laughs> I mean, Hogan's there when you wake wow. up, when you, when you go to sleep, when you when you read the dirt sheets. He's there when you play your video games. He's in your video game. Is your dad in your video game? Hell no. You know, he's in your he's on, he's, he's on your lunchbox, your mugs, your blankets. He he's your brawling buddy. I mean, Hogan was everywhere. You're fucking your friend's wife. Hogan's there when you're making uh-huh. pasta. Yes. <laughs> I can't Remember believe that. you did that again. Oh my god, no. Mania, brother. Oh, Jesus. Hulk Hogan's when a dad. He's a dad to America. When you got when yep. you use your energy drinks, there's Hogan. Remember when Hogan had the energy drink? I remember it. I don't. Oh, I fucking remember it. It was, it was terrible, but I mean, I remember it. Hogan had an energy drink. He was making, he was, he was selling merchandise when energy drinks Hogan existed. had an energy drink and Monday Night Raw had an energy drink. I remember when Monday Night Raw had its own perfume. I shit you not. I remember their perfume. <laughs> I don't remember Hogan having an energy drink. I'd want to drink it. I, I bet it's citrusy because everything is red and yellow with them, right? Let me see if I can find a shot of it. Yeah, this was like, it was a real thing. And I'll never forget it because like, I had it 
I, I think I tried it once and I was just like, well, this is a. And it had one of those warnings. You know how we were talking about the pharmaceutical ones? It had one of those warnings. It's a warning when it comes crashing down and oh. it hurts inside. No. <laughs> I found it. It's made by Socko. Yep, Socko Energy. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Yo, I remember the fucking memories. Oh, man. Team Hogan. Hogan and Raw both had one. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of Raw, Attitude, and a Hogan. Right I don't remember other. the attitude one. I remember the raw and the Hogan one. Just like yeah, dude. Well, somebody link me to this shit. You're awesome you know. too, right? <laughs> I can't believe you remember the Hogan energy drink. Oh shit! Here comes the sugar. Here comes the sugar. <laughs> that is crazy. I want to see what it looks oh. like. I want to see if the can looks the way that I'm imagining it in my head. Oh, I hope it does. Oh my god! What you gonna do when the sugar crash on product? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's man, those are the days. Holy shit, Hulk Hogan energy, ain't that a bitch? Do I got a link yet? No, no, yes, maybe. Yeah, I'm, it's it, my phone like froze for some stupid reason. So How I'm am I the fastest now. one here with all the shit I'm running? <laughs> You're bullshitting me, right? Let me no. see if I can bring it up on screen. Jesus, no, I got, I, I'm sitting right now. Look, it's right there. Boom. Oh my god, no, it saved it, but it. it for some reason, it dropped it lower in my photo. Oh, I got you. I already got it. I Googled. Oh, you got it. Oh, I sent it to you already. I'll just, Jeez, up, ways. I'll just bring up the whole damn Google screen. <laughs> Look at that shit. <laughs> Five years later, we're still doing this. <laughs> hey, there you go. Ten-year anniversary. Let's go. You see, this is the one that I, I visualized in my head. It looks how I thought. It was sugar-free, too. He was way ahead of his they time. Had a sugar-free one, too. Yeah. Look at that shit. I've never heard of Sokka before. I've never heard of Sokka. They must not be very successful. They they only had like those three drinks and then it was it. And then they went out of business. You'll see the raw one. The Attitude Era one. Ah, here we go. Raw Attitude Era energy drinks. And the Hogan one. I wonder what the hell they tasted like. Yeah, what are the carbs on those? If there's zero sugar, sometimes they masquerade around as carbs. I have no... Oh, I can't even remember. (laughs) They tasted weird, like it was. Look at that! They tasted like sweat, children's tears. <laughs> Brother, oh god! I don't remember the raw one looking like that though. Maybe it's oh, just me. But now, do you remember the Surge Nitro? Oh god, that was a Surge Nitro. Are you, are you, are you making right that up? Stop nope. lying. Just put in WCW Energy Drink. Squires, if you don't stop lying to me right now. He's lying. There was, there's no such thing. Oh, Christ in heaven. See, this is how we do it live, ladies and gentlemen. All right, oh, five years. We out here. Is this, is this it? Right there. Oh, the no. WCW energy drink. It's, I see. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get a little stinger on the can. Look at that. Oh, oh, my God. I like how they have Stardust next to that Rockstar can. <laughs> I love how Goldberg doesn't have a neck in this picture. It's just straight head and shoulders. Yep. Look, they got oh, one with Sting next to it, right? Is that Sting? Yeah. <laughs> a dragon called Surge. <laughs> it was this, and it's that. <laughs> Guaranteed higher. The Stardust one isn't real, right? This is, just, this, is, this is just somebody working him, right? Stardust never sponsored Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but somebody. <laughs> 
you guys remember the Ernest Miller Capri Sun? Don't stop lying. Stop it right now. I draw the line at Ernest the Cat Miller, motherfucker, all right? Like, yeah, at some point we gotta. Call your mama. Oh my god, you better call your mama because this is delicious. That is too good, man. I just that put it in wrestling drinks and see what Oh, don't do that. No, no. We can't do that. Yeah. Oh, WWE Supernatural Sport Drinks. What are and these? Next segment. <laughs> these are real. Because Squire's about to go into a rabbit hole. I refuse to go down. Oh, there's a Ken Shamrock fruit punch. I am not kidding you. <laughs> if you put in wrestling, <laughs> just put wrestling drinks. I won't. And then. <laughs> I, I, I am curious. Down. I'm not gonna lie. I am curious. It's just the WWE Supernatural Sport Drinks, and if you click that underneath it, it shows it's a Stone Cold Fruit Punch. <laughs> and the little, you remember the little jugs of fruit punch? I see like grenade. I got them oh, on the screen. <laughs> remember the grenade fruit punches? I see a Batista, a John Cena, and a Triple H one. Yeah, there's a, there's a Stone Cold one too. Where's the Ken Shamrock one? I want to see the Ken Shamrock one. What do you put in? I put in wrestling drinks. Is that all I got to put in? Yeah. I see. There's a Shawn Michaels. That's awesome. Good Lord. They have a Bret Hart unsweetened tea, too. Stop. Okay. Okay. Now we're leaving. (laughs) (laughs) That's the line. No more. It's all bitter. (laughs) You said that could live in the South, right, Wires? Oh. <laughs> they also have an Owen Hart bounce house. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> move on quick. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Too soon or what? So. Whew, what the fuck was that? It's hard to think now. <laughs> How do you come up? How do you recover from an old heart bounce? Uh, we, we, we move straight on. That's how we do it. We move beyond <laughs> it. When we talk about uh, Kylie Ray. Yeah, Kylie Ray has come up once again in the news. Uh, she decided to address, for what it's worth, she decided to address why she decided to leave uh, AEW. You guys can tell me what your opinion is on this statement. I'm linking in the chat room. It'll be up on our social media. Okay, let's get it up on the screen for you guys that are here live. There it is. All right, what do we got here? Okay, so that is the image of her. The text says, I don't know how to start this, and I can't speak on others' behalves. I can only speak for myself and what's in my heart. I don't know many rumors, and honestly, try to stay away from everything, obviously. But here, nobody made me leave. AEW took my career to new levels and I'm beyond grateful for every opportunity and experience that has come along the w- that way and wish nothing but the best. It's a great group of people who truly love wrestling and just want everyone to succeed. I've always tried to be a good person, but I make many mistakes along the way. I needed to get my mind, body, and soul right with God. I wish I had the answers, but the truth, I don't. We all go through obstacles in life and we may want all the answers, but we don't need them. It's God's plan and he has shown me what's truly important in life and to find a blessing in every moment because in the blink of an eye, everything can be gone. So instead of bashing, let's just love one another and appreciate what we have or something like that lol sorry i'm awkward hmm. that was quiet 
Yeah, I mean... Well, it's just like... Maybe it's not the dreamland everybody wants it to be. I don't know. I mean, for me, to me, it's just more of nothing. The more the more they try to say that nothing happened, the more it seems like something did. You know, because yeah. it's like that. What, what was really said in that statement? Nothing. Nothing at all, except to believe in God. That it's God's plan. That God has a plan for all of us. You know? I mean, good luck to you wherever you go, whatever happens in your career. But it's like, what happened? And how did that elevate <laughs> your career? You weren't even there for the first show. Right? Yes. It's like, what, like, it's kind of weird that you said, like, it helped elevate her career. And it's like, what elevation? You wrestled like one match. Yeah. The most I remember of you was by the pool in the press conference. I just remember because I popped when I heard you had Pokemon gear. I was like, holy shit. And then that was it. That's weird. That's really weird. I don't know. But while we're talking about chicks with problems, it wouldn't be proper for us to not talk about Alicia Fox. Oh, God. There's a sunny story coming up. Oh, shit. Nah, nah. She's okay. She's safely in jail. Um. (laughs) (laughs) She's got three hot. That was awesome. You know, they have her. They have her safely behind bars. She'll be fine. <laughs> Sober and locked up. That should be her new movie, Three Hots and a Cot. Oh no! <laughs> so, uh, she tweeted on here and said, "For a while, I thought I could avoid addressing my hashtag recovery of alcohol. I am human and realized it was time to be transparent and honest with you. I'm not gonna name every time she hashtags a word on here." Social media now written on cyber concrete. Today, I'm a few months sober. I've creatively navigated my emotions, snagged some new skills, and I want to help. I've learned that alcoholism is life-threatening situation and support is available. I figured I, I can sharing my insight and be of service to anyone finding it hard to believe that you are important and deserve an opportunity to learn how to live a clean and sober life. It will be an honor to share my hope, strength, and experience. Snail mail me at resilence among mankind 348 Street Road South Suite hashtag 442 number 442 Jackson Beach 322 whatever. I'm inviting everyone to a safe social place to discuss and expand understanding of our transforming minds. And she hashtags Fancy Fox and Foxy Ladies are in recovery too. Okay, thanks for allowing me to get that off my chest. With a bunch of other hashtags at the end. I hope that she has a recovery. And I hope that she works on herself. What I don't like. And I know I'm going to get heat for it again. But this is something that uh, I find to be trending. I don't like. And I'm not just calling her out on this. But people in general. I don't like whenever somebody goes through something. And then the very next thing they do is become an advocate for people that are going through similar things. Because just because you're going through something doesn't make you a fucking expert on it. You know what I mean? Like you're just someone else who had a similar parallel experience to others around you. That doesn't by any means mean that people should come to you to have a gathering where you're able to, uh, pro, you know, like, like philosophize your, your beliefs to them. And that doesn't mean that people shouldn't get together and stand together for things that they believe in. But I'm just finding it being a viral thing where everyone is like, hey, you know, I fucking drunk drove. So now I think that I'm a good person to gather a group of people to tell them the importance of not drunk driving. Or, you know, I used to use heroin. So now I'm someone who talks to people about the badness of heroin and what I learned. Like, I just kind of find the trend of all it takes to be an expert at how to tell people how to deal with something is to have gone through it. Without even really necessarily knowing if you come out the other side. Like you've been sober for how long? 
Yeah, so yeah. like only what maybe a few months. That's that's like someone that's who watched the DDP brief amount of time to be sober from something like that. That's like someone who watched the DDP yoga tape once and then they started they were a yoga master and started training other people. You know what I mean? It's kind of like so you went through a fucking experience, and I get it, and I hope that you focus on yourself. But I think, and that's the mistake that a lot of people make: they go through something, and then instead of using that information and wisdom in order to better their situation, they immediately want to better everybody else's situation, having not even completed their own. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. If this is the first day in martial arts class, I'm going to teach you how to stand in horse stance. I'm going to make you stand there for an hour, and then maybe I'm going to have you throw punches while in horse stance. I'll teach you how to swing and lock your other arm in the proper chamber, but we're not going to be doing roundhouse kicks and flips and shit today. But that also doesn't mean that I want you to go out into the street and teach all the other kids how to stand in horse stance and throw punches, because you're still fucking learning. You know what I mean? It's like, never try to teach what you're still learning, I guess would be the smart thing to do. And I mean, I'm not saying in an extreme case, you don't have to be a master of everything, but when you're freshly learning something new, that's when it's the most exciting to tell other people about it. That's probably when you shouldn't. Whenever something new is happening and you're experiencing something new, everyone's first instinct is, well, I have to tell other people. They might be able to benefit. Why don't you ride this wave out a little bit first and then come back? Yeah, you know, wax, wax off before you can block the punches. You know, it's no secret to a lot of you guys that know me in real life. And I've mentioned on here before that I'm a keto person. I, I my, my diet is mainly ketogenic foods, you know, which you can look up what that is. But I didn't I, I started that the day after WrestleMania this April. And I never really mentioned it. You know what I mean? Like, like for a while, I didn't really say anything to anybody. And, and my reasoning was I wanted to make sure, you know, I wanted to make sure that I got in really good shape and that I felt tremendously physically different from where I was to a point where, you know, people would see me and go, wow, you look fantastic. You know, where I felt fantastic. You know, I wanted to get to a point where I was carrying heavy shit up and down crazy places and, you know, moving for hours and running for, for miles. And once I got there, then I said, hey, you know, I'm able to do this. And, you know, I just figured I would share this information with you guys. You know, it wasn't like day two, you know, I'm having a steak and I'm not having bread and potatoes and I'm already fucking teaching people what they should be doing with themselves. I had to make 100% certain that it was something, a path that I was able to cross. You know, and I think that's what most I'm people need to do. Course. Yeah, you know, it's like, that's that's what people need to do. You got to learn and master something on your own before you can take the benefit of giving it to other people. And, um, you know, this is one of those things where it's like last time I heard from Alicia Fox, they were throwing her out of somewhere. And now uh, this time she's ready to have people snail mail to do some sort of a public thing. I would prefer for that to not always be the case. And I know it sounds bad, but it's just something that I've noticed. It's just something that trends a lot, you know? Yeah, well, definitely. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Are basically people that are recovering from things are the ones who consider themselves the self-proclaimed masters of teaching you how to recover? I mean, you don't don't ever master recovery. You're always in recovery because that temptation is always there. So, I mean, yeah. You got to focus on yourself, get yourself in line before you can even bring anybody else in. Because when you're that fresh into it and you're that young, the chances of you slipping are great. And if you've got all these other people following you, then you're accountable for a lot of people. Because that means that the process in which you told them to stay away from slipping isn't effective. Yep, and then now they've failed because you failed because you weren't ready to handle the situation yet. So you gave them false knowledge without fully mastering what you were trying to learn, and that's essentially what happens in these situations. So for her, I say, yeah, great, you know, get stay clean, but this whole gathering shit, you know, this is not fucking Woodstock. 
<laughs> Pretty much. Like. Everybody wants to help everybody before they're able to help themselves. And the best way to be able to help others is to start with yourself. Exactly. You know, so. I mean, shoot. I mentioned briefly um, on the air, maybe a couple of weeks back, my friend Abby, who just uh, recently celebrated two years clean. She just is now getting to the point where she's seen people she either has known from her past or she's met recently who are going through the same stuff. She's just now to the point where she feels comfortable enough, maybe bringing up because she still goes to um, meetings every now and then just because it still keeps her. It's actually still pretty much a few times a week because it still keeps her on that path. Yeah, she's she's never going to be fully recovered. It's always a fight. But she's more at a point where if she wanted to talk to somebody about it, she's been clean two years. That's a long time that she's avoided that. So that's yeah. a case where it's like, OK, you could trust you could you could talk to her about it. She'd be able to give you a lot more clear of a path than Alicia Fox can right now. And you know what, man? And even in that two years in adult time is a fucking heartbeat. Like my girlfriend and I have had longer yeah. arguments than that. You know, two yeah. years. You know what I mean? Like at that point, you oh, still yeah. don't know for sure. It's definitely a lot better in a few months, that's for sure. It's better in a few months, but at that point, I would still say continue to focus on yourself. Yeah. Maybe recommend I mean, at the end of the day, you. she still puts herself first, but it's like, yeah, yeah. But she's getting to where she's a little bit of a better, uh, definitely a more comfortable place. So you can almost say, yeah, th- but don't, but don't go uh, philosophizing to other people and making yourself out to be some sort of a fucking martyr just because you made it through something that's yeah. a mistake that you made because you're not. That's something that a lot of people do. They get to my nerves, and I hate to say it, but you know what? That's a born again. Um, thing that i've noticed as well i'm not gonna name any kind of specifics but i'm just saying the people who have ever come to you and said that they've been reborn or that they're born again this or born again that i've I've noticed that the only time that you ever find people in those situations is when they had something to feel guilty about in the first place you know you might find people that are religious just because they're religious inherently religious and they have a faith and that's all that there is but then i always find on the flip side of that you find people who are born again or now or now religious or and i'm not trying to and the only reason i'm using this as an example is because we're a wrestling show and i'm not even trying to throw that guy under the bus but Shawn michaels is an example of someone who wasn't always religious became religious but at least when you talk to the guy he says that the reason he became religious, or at least he alludes to the fact that he became religious, is because of what a shitty person he, by his own admittance, was. Most people that become religious that weren't originally rel- religious were shitty people, but they don't tell you that part of it, that the reason they're religious now is because they did so much shit before this point in their lives that all of the energy of that guilt led them to this point. That's essentially why you're born again. You needed a fucking restart. You were you you were so bad that there was no way to continue being you. You had to be someone else. I know I get some heat for that too, but this is reality. You're not gonna find a born again person who just was their life was great. They were great to their family. They weren't shitty at all. And then one day they decided, you know what? Things are going so great that on top of all of this, I'm gonna be born. That's just not how it works. No one ever wants a restart when things are going good. So when you find people who have gone through a restart, it's because shit happened before. May not necessarily be the best people to learn from. They're on a reboot. They're on their second life. You're still on your first. Who do you think is going to need to use a fucking continue first? (laughs) 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 I could just see the fucking countdown with the continue and it gets to like the four and it's like fucking restart. Click (laughs) nine. Eight. That's it. Five, four, three, two, one. Ooh. Remember that little Street Fighter machine? You hit the button rapidly. For some reason, always, always after eight, you could then rapidly make it go down. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I remember that. Like, I don't know why I remember, but I fucking remember it. Like, yeah, but yeah, like I said, and this is for addiction, religion, all of those other things. I find it, it more sincere when the person has just it was just like that. And I know it's not always going to be that way. You know, every case is different. But I just find in my own experience that when somebody was initially religious or when someone was initially believing in something, it's always healthier to learn from them than someone who, due to circumstances, you know, needed to erase their fucking save file and then start over and make better choices. So, yeah, that was kind of morbid. But, hey, hey we out here. We out here. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, yes, though, I still wish her well, man. Like I said, I ain't just oh. saying keep doing what you're doing, but just like do it for you. I'm tired of everywhere I hear about somebody who's going through something that they, they I never see the part in the middle where they recover. There's always the part where they go from from victim to guru. Who do you guru, bitch? Yeah, yep, writing it down. No, <laughs> that one's not happening. <laughs> you know, that one is not happening. <laughs> You're fine. We still got standards. <laughs> so we don't have time to talk about it. Go watch it if you haven't already. But SmackDown was good. I liked SmackDown. I enjoyed it. I don't know how you felt about SmackDown. Yeah, but, good um, SmackDown. We didn't get to go too much into it, and they didn't showcase it too much during the weekend, but there was a new Intercontinental Championship belt. They got rid of yeah. the old classic big white belt, and they gave us this other belt here. Ugly. Ugly. What don't you like about this? I'm bringing it up now. Made a foil. Looks better than that twenty four seven championship. It looks it looks like there was a yeah, match in that one. Garbage too. You guys don't like that belt? No. It's gonna take a little getting used to for me. Like I'm not against it. It's just one of those things where that's how that's how I feel every time a belt is the design change. I have to see how I feel after I get used to it for a little bit. That looks like a yeah. class ring. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, like the IC belt. Yeah. I don't know. I have to really think about it. It doesn't bother me. I didn't even. I like the old icy belt. That's the one that they replaced, the white one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the I like the old school one. It's I like that one. Yeah. Well, Cody Rhodes was was they implied to him on social media that the reason why they changed the belt was because uh because of Cody. Because if you recall, back when Cody Rhodes had an icy title run about three, four years ago, he was the one who switched it from the black and gold one, the Attitude Era version, back to the old school white one. Yeah, he basically brought that belt back out of hiding. Yeah, which I I, I love that era, by the way. But if you go back and listen to the show five years ago, I was a Cody fan back when he was the IC champion, back when he had the mustache, dashing, the hideous with the the hideous with the mask. And I always said throughout all of those, glad I have the records that he was a top guy being wasted. That being said, he feels that it's unlikely. He's quoted saying unlikely that they did that. Probably just time for a change. All good things and such. I'm sure this one will have great moments. Wrestlers attached to it just like the older one. I mean, because, yeah, he got a point. Because if it would have been because of him, they would have changed that belt the second AEW showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, actually, the second he left, he just did have been changed. Yeah, I feel so, too. It just looks plastic and fake. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. It don't look like a belt. I mean, it, it could be worse. It could look like the freaking world championship that, like, what, five or six of the world titles all look like. Yeah, at least when this isn't sequenced out. Yeah, it just it doesn't look like the world championship, just a different color. Yeah. I, I, at this point, I'd take anything over that because it just seems like a point where they just defaulted to that design. When it comes to belts, I'm, I'm an old school belt guy. I want a wing angle. 
and I want an old Intercontinental Championship. That's it. Don't mess with it. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, you have a point. I mean, look but... at that belt and look at, like, well, that's eh, hard to c- compare that. But I was going to say, look at, like, a WCW, you know, belt. I mean, it just doesn't, I don't know. It looks Power Ranger esque. <laughs> does. It and just, the new uh... Mighty Morphin Champion. Stop. <laughs> have Zordon present the belt. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. You're the new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, at this point, with the lack of effort they put into that 24-7 championship, I'll take anything. It just looks like they strapped like a gold trash can to a green belt, and it's like, yeah, all right, this was it. I think that piece of garbage, too. Like, at this point, anything is more effort than that thing was. I really don't like any of the modern-day belts. None of them. None of them make me go, ooh, I want one of those. Yeah. Like, the only belt design lately... I disagreed with the change was uh, just the NXT championship because I always liked the original one. That it looks so much different from other ones. The wider strap, the bigger center plate. It just looked a lot different. Now it looks a lot more like a regular championship. Yeah. But I mean, the appearance of the belt only matters so long as the belt uh, is going to start being used good. Yeah. It's like they gave Nakamura an underwhelming belt for an underwhelming run. Like, what has he done aside from stand next to Sami Zayn lately? Like, when you look at that three-way, Roderick was the only one who defended his championship on a regular basis. Yeah. It was the battle yeah. of the North American champion and two guys who hardly defend their belts. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as you guys know, during TakeOver, Britt Baker, we didn't talk about this last night, but Britt Baker was in the crowd for Adam Cole, and then after that nasty bump, they did a zoom-in on her. And uh, Triple H was asked about that. And he basically said that uh, he spoke to her and, and the director of the show didn't know who the shot was. He just went to the person in the crowd who had the most unbelievable look on their face, which happened to be her. At least that's what the story is basically saying. And uh, Mar Ronaldo actually called her by her name and said Adam Cole's girlfriend. And at when you Googled her, um, there was like she was trending on on twitter and on google and everything when this happens but triple h said that it was an accident just figured it was something i would point out from last night the other thing being uh fox sort of made fun of aew with the brock lesnar situation because if you recall brock lesnar um you had who was it dominic who came out to throw to throw in the towel and uh brock lesnar threw it back right yeah yeah they were taking a jab at uh that world title match and uh, they basically said uh, towel throwing, not in WWE. At least that's what the tweet said, <laughs> you know, because the towel, they didn't do it. And, you know, on the other hand, MJF did just a slight little tweet there, you know, just a little jab at the company for doing a throwing in the towel storyline. But anyway, I think all that's left to talk about now is Raw. You even care to talk about it. We spoke last night about how going forward um, is going to be when we're going to start seeing um, whether or not they're going to be able to sustain that Survivor Series invasion momentum. That being said, what do you think of Raw overall? Before we get into the specifics, did you guys like it? I mean, all King did was bitch all night. So <laughs> talking about, hey, if this guy was there, if that guy wasn't there, I'm saying like, motherfucker, if you were there, maybe. Like, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It's just King bugged me the whole fucking show. 
Like King, like it, I remember when King used to be like, like a heel heel. He's become more of like an irritating heel. Like it's just like I hate to hear his voice he because it's either, it's either shitty one liners or like the same generic heel shit he was doing back in the day. It's like so Raw ironically opens with Rollins being a locker room leader and giving a pep talk to everybody who is surrounding the ring. No one's interested in or invested in this at all. Instead, everyone's <laughs> chanting CM Punk. Um, you know, then Rollins throws another jab at CM Punk saying that he's too busy wanting to be on a talk show talking about change and unwilling to actually step up and make some change. And that just makes the crowd even more hot. And, uh, this is his full official Seth Rollins heel turn because he talks about how everybody on Raw sucks. I kind of felt, I should have said it last night, but I kind of felt after Raw bombed that that's where they were going with this whole thing. But he basically said everybody sucked and then he called Orton a weak link of his team, which caused Orton to walk off. Interestingly, he targets Orton, I'm thinking, but then he targets Charlotte. Tells her you call her yourself a flare, causing her to walk off. He shits all over the AOP, saying all they do is backstage promos where they talk about violence, but they weren't even at Survivor Series. He calls Rey Mysterio off for letting everybody down. Rollins brags about how he beat Brock Lesnar twice, but that Rey Mysterio couldn't beat him once with a lead pipe and his stupid kid helping him. And uh, and then maybe he's not the Mysterio we grew up loving. And I believe Rey Mysterio mouthed the curse as he walked off, like, fuck you or motherfucker or something like that. Rey didn't look happy. You know, that was great, though. I did like that. That and, made uh, me laugh. And then... uh. Pretty much people leave one by one. Everyone left with Ray. It's like Ray got hit the hardest, so they were practically carrying him backstage like if it was a bump that he took instead of just some sort of a verbal assault. But uh, this leaves Kevin Owens out there who gets in the ring, and predictably, Kevin Owens just listens to Rollins go on and on before he just hits him with a stunner. Stunner came way too late, but I did enjoy the fact that it came at all and just left him laid out there. you know. And, hope, and then uh, there were no updates on Ray Mysterio's condition backstage. Instead, he just went into our... Uh, into our first match, which is last year. Just yeah, the injury angle from words, right? Holy <laughs> you go look Are at you it. Said, you think Ty- Seth, Seth Rollins started him into a trailer like Kevin Nash did. That's what oh, it looked like. If you if someone tuned in right when Ray was going backstage, they would think that Rollins beat his ass. Wasn't Titus like carrying him practically? Like he had his arm around him. Like, come on, little buddy. Yo, it had been like all over like the what was it backlash two thousand four when freaking Bickle swung like a baseball bat on that stretch. Come on, little buddy. All you that know, was missing was the Hulk music. You know Dominic's no. not. You know no. Dominic's not stupid. He's a good kid. <laughs> I know it. You know it. And deep down inside, Rollins knows it. <laughs> like what they have to do they have to console this fucking guy a grown man you know come on get out of here heart heart Ray. so we get Lashley versus Titus O'Neil I guess this is his way of uh, blowing off steam you know because he practically dominates other godfather with the way he was acting there we don't even get a finish to this match though because it's to further the Rusev storyline because he shows up and he beats up Lashley despite the restraining order everyone's like oh no the restraining order Rusev even how, wants how, how long was it again what 90 feet 90 days 90 she, miles she 90 messed yards. up she, whatever she said I forget what it was supposed to be but she messed up in that promo oh dude it, literally this quote for quote she went he's supposed to say 90 miles oh I love when he corrects me 90 days and then 90 feet yeah, awful. So Rusev winds up uh, knocking him off of the stage, and then he takes the, uh, I forget what the hell you call that metal part, the big... Field trust. Yeah, and he trust. Just, yeah, he drops it on top of him, like he basically tries to murder him. So the restraining order, you don't even need a restraining order once you have attempted murder, you know what I mean? Like, the, the restraining order storyline only comes into play if it would have somehow disabled Rusev from being able to do something, like compete in a match, or become number one contender, or or, or have a job. 
the restraining order, you kind of throw that out the window once he tries to kill the guy that his wife's having an affair with by kicking him off of a stage while in handcuffs and then dropping shit on him. Especially when the cops took forever to get there. At that point, once he sit, once he gets arraigned, the judge is going to be like, plus you had a restraining order. I have to stockpiling all the other charges and shit on him. <laughs> you know, that's not even the focal point anymore. I don't know why they went in with that and ended with the other stuff. But whatever. You know, at least we didn't have to hear another Lana promo, right? Oh, thank you, Jesus. If, if anything that prevents Lana that prevents Lana from talking, I'm okay with. Yeah. So then AOP wind up beating up the edgeheads. And uh I agree with what you were saying. It feels to me like King just doesn't like watching Raw. Like he yeah. he feels like I feel, but he ha- but he's seated there. He doesn't have snacks or a bathroom break or none of that. It's like way worse than our situation is because I who's out there with him? I don't even remember who the hell the other people are at this it point. It was him and what Vic Joseph and and Cole, I think. I think it was Vic Joseph who he goes during the AOP beating up the edgehead. He goes, King, when was the last time you saw that kind of violence? And then King really dryly goes, last night when NXT did a number on Raw. And then this, <laughs> and then there's just the silence afterwards. You know, it was, yeah, kind of, it was like awkward. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's funny because they were, it's like they completely moved, just like I told you guys last night on the poster. They completely moved away from Survivor Series and the intermingling brands. They were completely stuck. And he just threw that dry shit out there, like, take that. Everybody yeah. shut up. That's what he basically did. It was no fuck more invasion. It was just King bitching all show you know? long. Yeah, he just didn't seem like, 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 like even he was like, seriously, no more crossover. So we're just going, fuck it, and just going yeah, right back to just, business. He just was dry. He hates it. He hates his job. I hate that job too. But I just sit there and watch fucking Lashley and AOP every damn week. Huh? All right. Well, then we had Tozawa versus Andrade with the finish being Andrade going over with his hammerlock DDT. Uh, Buddy Murphy had a match against Matt Hardy. Interesting to see him on, on, uh, screen after those time. Looks great. Looks like young Matt Hardy. Buddy Murphy he goes over him incredible. though. You know, he knees his brains and I think he hit him with like three running knees, right? Like when he just slumped over and then like another couple afterwards and he pins him. I always love Eric. Every time Matt takes like that knockout shot, you ever notice his legs never bend? Yeah. His knees just lock and he just <laughs> I forgot about it until I saw it take a second. I instantly started laughing. Yeah. Uh, Humberto never makes it to his match, thanks to the quick work of the OC, right? Yep. And then shenanigans. Yeah, all kinds of shenanigans happen here because the OC wind up destroying him, and then this leads into some sort of a, what was it, a fatal four-way somehow? Ricochet came out, started talking, then McIntyre came out. No, Ricochet, then Orton, then McIntyre, then Ray, and then it was a four-way winner wrestles AJ. Yeah, the same night, so you're not even going to get to be fresh for this. Like, right after. (laughs) You know, and then this basically leads to what you would expect. Basically, uh, Ray goes over with a roll-up. He rolls up Ricochet, right? Small package? Yeah. So they're still pushing Ish Ray. Ish Ray. You know, like, good enough to be pushed, but not not high enough to go anywhere. You know, so I also found that kind of annoying. Like... I don't know. Then after that, what do we have? We had a, this became the match, right? This was a Ray against AJ for the US title. And a surprisingly, surprisingly, and it's only because I guess they want to do something with, with Orton and AJ. Mysterio goes over via Orton assist. Orton's such a baby face now out of nowhere, right? 
he just he switches on the drop of a dime, and it's like it's weird because he kind of, he always kind of dances that line. So I guess I always felt with Orton, it kind of depends on who he's interacting with to determine what side he's on. Yeah, but now what's Ray? What the hell's Ray gonna do with the U.S. title right now? Not defend it like they always do with U.S. titles. Use it as a sled. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know I wouldn't even be mad at that because it'd be the most interested I've been in that belt in months. Unbelievable. What was next? After this was his main event time yet? Charlotte. Oh, right. Charlotte yeah. and Asuka, they had that long-ass match that basically ended with her winding up having to take a... She winds up taking another miss. This time she took a super miss, right? This was like a Peter North miss. <laughs> no, no, no. She looked like Dennis Nedry. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I said it last night. Oscar's aim has become sniper like with that. Because I remember the first time she started doing it, she only catch it with like the outside of it. Charlotte looked like she was turning into the Hulk. Oh, oh my god. Like, she got all of it. But yeah, they did they I mean they always have great matches, so it was gonna be no shock if this was gonna be good. It was like I said before, I like that like with the heel Oscar, we got the vicious Oscar back. If you go back when she grabs Kari Zane and smashes her to that outside light, she's smiling. And then <laughs> I was dying. Her face after she hits the post looked like one of the ninja robots in Terminator 3 when he got kicked and his jaw got all messed up. Oh, but he was all smiling God. still. <laughs> Hell no. You know what I'm talking about, Rick? Where he's all. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Why would you ruin that moment for me? She had this weird smile on her face after she got hit. It was, I was dying. (laughs) I didn't know what was wrong with her. Yeah, it's strange though when you look at this that just like that, we wind up back with uh, with just the one roster. The doors are closed until the next time we have a, I don't know, a wild card rule or another invasion or like you said, Night of Champions. Until I feel like. Just bringing all the brands back together like they do because they only ever stick with this shit for more than like six months. Yeah. So then after that, we get Eric Rowan against uh, the jobber, Kyle Roberts, which uh, this was just basically him once again coming out that stupid cage, which we still don't know what's in it. What could they put in there now that would be cool after all of the buildup? It's going to be a major. I would love for them to troll everybody and for it to be like a turtle. <laughs> right. Just fuck it, you know, you're already screwing everybody over Like, have it be a turtle, right? And then, like, once the guy's down, he does, like, Jake Like, he goes into his bag, and it's like Here comes the turtle! And they put the turtle Down, and the thing's going so fucking slow From the corner, trying to go over to the guy who's, like, laid out Like, everybody watching, it's just This turtle slowly creeps Stasis <laughs> said Pepper I quit It's not gonna be, going oh to my bed. god <laughs> What's under the bag? 100% grade A pepper <laughs> Years later. Oh my god. Oh shit. Al Snow's dead dog. That'd be awesome. Yeah. The Iconics and R Truth get to do their Black Friday WWE shop advertisement. I get Yeah, and we even got a little bit of more antics with the twenty four seven title. Yeah, because that's what we really care about. Right. I swear if it wasn't for Truth. Yeah, he did definitely I mean he makes all the segments that he's part of, you know. And it's just because I think he even said on Lillian Garcia's podcast, he just likes having fun and making people laugh at this point. Like, he's content with just that. So he does it so well. Yeah. And he does do it really well. Yeah. That's naturally how he is. He's just naturally a funny person. Mm hmm. 
And that brings us to the main event of the evening, because we didn't mention it before, but after Rollins took the stunner and they came back from commercial break, he was angry. And he was like, I'm, I want to fight this guy, and later on tonight we're going to fight. So now it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And, uh, yeah, this was interesting. And, of course, as you guys probably already predicted, everything just went to hell. It was a long match, and it was a solid match because you had two of the best people uh, that you can have in this kind of a situation. Thankfully, Owens didn't go permanently over to NXT. Owens winds up winning via DQ because the entire thing is a little bit strange. The AOP show up, and uh, at first, I kind of figured that they were going to go after Owens and not Rollins, but they're uh, what are they? Gonna, are they going to be the new freaking, what was the thing he used to have, the security he used to have? J&J security, J&J. just more boxes. Do you think they're going to have that, the AOP with Seth Rollins, and they all wear vests? That would be such a downgrade. <laughs> like, just, just, just give me Mercury and Noble back. Like, don't it's, you downgrade a fucking box one and box two. They call them the Shield 2.0, right? Because they all wear the... Oh, the, my like, God. Motherfuckers yeah. be wooden shields. Yeah. And, a uh, napkin, that's what you call them. And this just felt like one of those days where WWE just couldn't just go off the air. They just, they would, to the very last minute, they still have things going on because then, then AOP's fighting with Seth Rollins and, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, actually, they basically, he tells them to leave. Um, and then basically afterwards, he winds up hitting the stomp on Owens and it ends literally practically mid stomp. So uh, could have just gone off the air, but no, we had to get a stomp in. Yeah. And that was raw. It's back to its old bullshit. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, what can I say? <laughs> Be glad that you get a day off to heal, and then you get to watch some AEW. Yeah. And then I get to catch NXT celebrate on replay. Yeah. You know, that being said, just to round up the weekend, I enjoyed everything this weekend up until the end of Sunday. And I've always told you guys, since the start of this, the Survivor Series is my favorite pay-per-view growing up. Yes. And, uh, it works out great that I pretty much made the show on the week of Survivor Series, put the website up, did the, uh, set the podcast up and everything. I did it that week. So all, all the best things in one week for me. I love the, I, I feel like Survivor Series has some of the best memories. You know, the debut of The Undertaker. I've talked about it on here before, how some of the best stuff and some of the worst stuff when you look at the Montreal screw job. You know, if you look at the, the work, Screw job they did the following year with the deadly game pay per view. Yeah, know, if you look at I the mean, uh, Heyman turning on Brock at Survivor yeah. Series, you know, the end of the, the first era, elimination chamber, like the winner take all between that, the end of the invasion was also Survivor Series. Yeah. You know, a lot Survivor of Survivor Series of the biggest, has a ton of memories over 33 years. Yeah, the Rock's debut as Rocky Maivia and then winning was at Survivor Series. You know, the, the, the uh, the once in a lifetime, John Cena and The Rock, you know, when first first them fighting, uh, awesome truth. Yeah, that was series. a Survivor Series. You know, there there are big moments, big things happen, stables are formed, you know, crazy stuff always happens. I'm sure I'm even missing some. Oh well, yeah, we we could be here all night talking about memorable things that have happened in Survivor Series, and then War Games complimented because I mean, look at Rhea Ripley. That girl had the best weekend of her career. She won War Games. And ones that survive, and with the Soul Survivor on Team NXT. Absolutely. So I mean, looking at it overall, it's always my favorite, and I love stable stuff. I'm, you know, this. I'm, I'm a guy who I was. I think I was most into wrestling back when stables were more of a thing than they were now. Back during the era, if you go back a couple decades, 
stables were a thing you know having these groups of guys that come out they're all wearing shirts they're all uniformed but they're fighting other stables you got different people and you got enforcers and shit you know that to me was what made wrestling and we don't have that as much it doesn't mean i don't still love it i loved watching good matches and and, and good storytelling but i mean you know the the era of of stable warfare it, it brings me back when i see guys group up like that you know so I, I enjoy it just based on that alone and every year i do hope that maybe they'll realize that this is when they get the most momentum and you should still keep some of that going on because what proves that it works is that it did work there were years and years during the even the attitude era and even before the attitude era even going back to horsemen and stuff we're having staples around the von erickson all this it just works people like that kind of shit wwe for some reason does not so it seems just, like it's because it takes more effort than they're willing to put forth to keep you know, everything going they like it's kind of ironic how the show that Triple H is in card in charge has a team that went into their third straight war games match together. Yeah, and those guys are great. And that's what I mean. I like stuff like that. So for me, it's difficult. Yeah. You'd have to have a terrible Survivor Series, which they've done. Don't underestimate them. But you'd have to have oh, a yeah. terrible Survivor Series for me to not be invested because I like that idea. I've always, when, as a kid, I was always excited. You know, who's going to be the survivor? You know, it was always more. it's not as big of a deal now. And all the matches aren't Survivor Series matches. I remember when it was all just different units fighting each other. And that was the whole fun of it, you know? And they managed to keep a lot of that here. I know they had to put in some of the modern-day stuff. But they showed that uh, even though it's become a seasonal thing, that at times they could still be the WWE we want them to be. And I think that's very good. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, this was, as Survivor Series, it's a great year for them every year. I felt like this was NXT's weekend. Look at everything they accomplished. All four NXT championships made it to one of the big four. And one of them was defended. Mm -hmm. Like NXT had probably the best weekend that 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 show's ever had. And that is it. That is it for the weeklies. That is it for Raw. Is there anything you guys want to say before we wrap up here and put a close to this? (sighs) It's, I mean, year five. (laughs) It, it's kind of funny. I mean, shooting for a straight second. There was a time when I used, I heard the phrase, this ain't built for everybody. And what? I've been here now three years and I'm a fucking co-host. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, this is yeah. freaking great. You earned your stripes yeah. in this shit, man. Shows yeah. went downhill. <laughs> you know what, Squires? Just because you didn't get a Popeye's chicken sandwich don't mean everybody else got to suffer, all right? Listen, I'm not ready to get stabbed yet. <laughs> yeah, not over you a chicken sandwich. I'll I, go to Chick-fil-A and not get stabbed. That's eat, right. People eat Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I couldn't eat that bread anyway. I'd be blocking with it. <laughs> and that would be my protection. You know, you'd see when some, some dude shoots me and I'm on, I'm on the ground and stuff. Everybody's like, oh no, Rick. And they open up like my shirt and then it's like the piece of bread protecting me. <laughs> like, like in Batman where you... But he puts the metal plate in his shirt. Stop, I'm fucking done. Rick's off. Do you want to get nuts? Oh, let's get nuts. What? Now I want that. I'm going to need you to go get up. I'm going to go get a chicken sandwich tomorrow, Rick. Like, I need this in my life right now. Just that one moment. I don't give a shit what else happens. Just you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> what was that one line in us with um dude was sitting at the, at the fucking he pretty much remixed the line. He pretty much remixed the line. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. And then people just start running and shit. Oh boy. Oh. Oh. 
Yeah, guys, five years in, the annual bills for all of our assets have officially rolled over as of this weekend. So we're in there and we're still here and it only gets easier. So we're not going anywhere. Yeah. That being said, thank you to everyone who decided to hang out with us, not only for uh, tonight, but this entire weekend. But tonight, especially, thank you to the active chat room that's had Emang, aka EB Gamer, Six Slayer, aka AC, Willie V2, Stasis Dreams, Cool Ice, Joe Woko, Spartan Jesus 92, Owen Gills 98, Mark in Detroit, Existed Celery 69, Mark 710, Juice Dixon, Act the Fool 1987, and Boy Stop 334. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 353, the five-year anniversary special, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, and Squires, we are out of here. Year five, baby. We just getting started. Santa put steaks in my stock. Shut it down.